Welcome, 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 and this is episode eight, and we are just a few episodes away from the live YouTube uh, series. I am super, super nervous, but super, super excited. Um, it's a big commitment that I'm going to have to make, and it's not even the fact of big commitment of recording. It's a big commitment of me having having to make sure that my head is shaved and my look is on point for you guys, because I definitely do not want to give you guys. You know, the version that you don't get to see behind this microphone. <laughs> like, right now, I'm literally in basketball shorts, one sock on, one slipper on. Don't ask me how and why. Um, I have a droopy t-shirt and a baseball cap. And I'm recording inside, so don't ask me why I have this baseball cap on. But, you know, it's a look. And <laughs> it's a look, and I... You know, I'm going to make sure that you guys don't get to witness this look. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, so, again, this is episode eight. And here we go. Let's just start off with my weekend recap. Friday, I had the liberty of going to my girlfriend Zig's birthday dinner. It was so, so chill and so, so nice like i literally enjoy these intimate birthday dinners like don't get me wrong i love when it gets ratchet i love the like standing on the, the, the couches you know blowing hookah i love that like i love the essence of that but on a friday night if i work a nine to five a bitch just be wanting to eat and just have a good vibe and that's really what it was it was a really good vibe like we ate and we had a good vibe it was at this place called lavish shout out to them they have um five dollar platters i'm not sure if you get the five dollar wing platters um the wings were good we zig had um it was like honey it was spicy spicy honey teriyaki wings they were fucking amazing um they had she had fresh uh fried wings there were salmon, salmon rolls. There were cheesesteak roll, egg rolls. It was mixed rice. Mixed rice. It was salmon and rice, seafood salad, and it was like this Parmesan pasta salad. It was super, super good. The food was flipping amazing. Um, and again, like at the the place is black owned business. It's a black owned business. It was very professional. They were very accommodating. I'm not sure how they were towards Zig, like, up, leading up to the party, but once we got there, they greeted her guests, like, they were, it was, it was def- definitely a, zo- a dope vibe, so shout out to Lavish uh, Restaurant um, here in Philly, in West Philly, shout out to Zig, happy birthday to you, honey, I hope you enjoyed it the way we enjoyed it, um, so that was my Friday, um, Saturday, I didn't do much, I went to the salon, and I went to a wedding, a smaller wedding. It was like, I think it was 53 guests. It was probably one of the nicest, smallest weddings that I've been to. Um, it was one of my clients. I did her here earlier today. So it was one of the nicest, smallest weddings I've been to. Like, it was very intimate. It was very cozy. Again, sometimes I can appreciate that. 
the, the intimacy of, of an environment. Um, the wedding was nice. It was out in, I want to say, that's not Amazon, that's not Glenside either, Elkins Park. It was at this um, arboretum in Elkins Park. It was so nice, guys. I did not care for the bugs during the ceremony, but the actual ceremony, you could hear everything. She had like three bridesmaids. He had three groomsmen. They had their daughter as a flower girl. It was very small and cute. It reminded me of like Little House on a Prairie Wedding. It was so cute. The fucking dress. Bitch. Okay? The dress was the dress. Like, the dress did what needed to be done. Like, it zipped off at the bottom and turned into like a flit. It, it was like a ballroom gown when she walked in and when she came in for the reception, it was like at the same bodice. I'm not even sure if I'm using the word right term, bodice, body, right, that's right. Same, it was the same bodice, and it was now an hourglass sheet, like a fit and flare. It was so fucking good. And like the groom, he looked so, so nice. Like he looked very, very, I love a well-dressed man. I love a well-dressed man. Like I legit, once you lose weight, because I think I look so great, and this is going to sound so cocky, but I look so good in a suit, but I only look good in a suit when I'm at a smaller weight. Like, right now, I'm 255-ish. When I was, like, 230 wearing suits, a bitch was great. Like, I looked good. So, I'm you know, trying to get back down to 230. Um, back to the wedding. Wedding was great. That was Saturday. Saturday night. Oh, excuse me. Saturday night, I was... What did I do Saturday night? What did we do? Oh, Saturday night, we didn't do much. We After the wedding, they had the reception. After the, the reception was, it was, all it was early in the day, the reception was over by like eight. And we had just went to, uh, what is that? What is the place called? Oh, flipper. Flipper, 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 flipper. What is the place called? It's a hookah lounge. The Mirage. And on South Street. And it was lit. Like when I tell you, we sitting on couches, throwing up gang signs, bop, 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 bop. Send me that Eddie, honey, bow, bow. Like, it was like, <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Chick, bow. It was, it was dead. It was giving very much. Turn up, turn up, turn up. It was like, it was dead. It was giving very much dead. So, that was Saturday. And before I go into my Sunday, I want to, well, okay, so I'm being instructed not to even touch on it right at this moment. Got it. So, Sunday, I went to work, as I got off work, went and got crabs, oh, excuse me, I went and got crabs, and from this new place called Wild Crab on New York Road in Abington, Abington, I believe it is, and I enjoyed it, it was good, I don't understand the whole concept of the sausage with the eggs, with now crabs, I'm not sure where it came from, but I cannot really recall ever eating sausages and eggs with crabs. So, I'm not sure if there's a cultural difference or if I just I just missed the wave when it was here the first time. But I don't like it. My, like my butter garlic sauce, I want it to taste like butter garlic sauce. I don't want it to taste like garlic garlic sausage. Like, I, I, I just don't want it to taste like that. It just, ugh. It was disgusting. I, ugh. Ugh. The law for words is legit how I feel about that. Um, so, that was my Sunday. And here we are... In the stew, recording on a Monday. It's coming up on a Monday. So here we are Monday, and it's hot, hazy, and rainy here in Philly. Um, and I, I, I have a little bit of frustration with 
a situation that happened over the weekend. So I'm not sure if you guys follow my Instagram or you better follow my Instagram. Fuck that. I'm sure you follow it because I tell you to follow it every fucking episode. <laughs> so y'all better be following it. Um, I'm not sure if you guys follow my Instagram. However, however, I had a little bit of a stamp food with American Airlines and I'm and here I am day four of this stamp food and I am still trying to figure out what is going on. So, American Airlines, so here it is. My girlfriend, go come on, pay for, get your flight, meet me down. Got it. So, I was going to fly down Saturday morning and come back Sunday because I had stuff to do. So, I had a wedding on Saturday. So, I was going to fly, fly down Saturday morning. I was going to go to the wedding because I did the brides here Friday night, right? So, well, if I did the brides here Friday. So, I wasn't going to go until Saturday because I had to go to Zig's party and stuff like that. So, book my flight. So, here it is. Wednesday, I realized the flight is booked for the wrong day. So, it's booked for July 19th when it should be booked for June 19th, right? So, booked it for June 19th. Here we are. I mean, booked it for July 19th. Go online, flips it, fixes it, set for June 19th. Here we are and I'm ready to go. Boom. Ready to go. Boom. Ready to go. Gets a text message. Your flight has been canceled. We'll put you on a later flight. Well, one, why is the flight being canceled? Two, who says that I can go on a later flight? I picked this specific flight for a specific reason. So, bam. Next flight available is at 1.30 p.m., which means I will be technically getting to Miami. I won't be getting to Miami to 3.30, roughly 3.30, 3.45. Not going to work. Not going to work. There's no way on God's green earth I was going to land at 1, get, you know, get the, I'm going to land at 3.45, go meet up with my friends around, what, 4.30, and be back the next, they changed the flight coming home as well. So the flight coming home, they put me on a 7 a.m. flight, which means I'm going to have to be at the airport at like 5. So that pissed me off. So I called, the lady's like, well, we could put you, we could put you on a flight from to Fort Lauderdale. Okay, well, how am I going to get from Fort Lauderdale to Miami? She said, well, I'm just trying to find a way to get you the closest to your destination. Girl, Fort Lauderdale is not the closest to my destination. The closest to my destination is Miami International Airport. That's the closest. So that pissed me off. So she had like this this snide like tone. And I'm like, okay, I'm not used to this from American Airlines. So is there somebody else I can speak to? She said, regarding... Bitch, what are we talking about? What do you mean regarding? What are we talking about? So I'm like, I just need to speak to another agent. She said, well, they're just going to tell you the same thing I just told you. Okay, well, let them tell me that. Please give me a new agent. She hangs up the phone, disconnects the call. That just sent me through the fucking roof. I started emailing, texting. I didn't did everything you could possibly think of. I done went to the fucking airport and everything. Finally, gets a phone call back from whoever, the current floor manager. So I'm like, explain to him what happened. I didn't even tell him the girl and say how like rude she was. I just want, I just want my money back. So he said, well, we'll issue you a flight credit. Don't want a flight credit. Don't want to deal with American Airlines. Not, not, not no time soon. Don't want to do it. He said, well, all right, this is what we'll do. Go on this website and put in, we'll process your refund from the website. Fine. Get on the website. Website's down. Called again, sir, the website's down. What do I do now? Well, you have to wait for the website to get up. You're not going to tell me this multi-million dollar company only has one server that processes refunds. That shit pissed me off. Like, when I tell you, it took... I'm just glad that I'm a changed person. 
I started to say really mean things in my head. And when they were festering up and they passed my nose to get to my mouth, I just closed my mouth and just talked to God and said, God, you better get it. Because if I get it, I'm getting myself a ticket to jail for fucking terroristic threats. Yes, the person was a non-African-American. I, like, he, he was a non-English-speaking agent. So he had, a, there was a language barrier between myself and him. So I'm sure he probably was just as frustrated as I was because I didn't understand him. He didn't understand me. And we just kept talking in circles. So it just was already a frustrating thing. So here we are Monday. Still haven't heard a damn thing from American Airlines. Don't have the fright card that was promised in my, uh, in my travel wallet. I don't have the money back in my account. Then when I did, when, then y'all, my, yesterday I called, well, I called today, Monday. The guy says, another guy, he said, well, give me, like, give it seven days. I process the refund, blah, 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 blah. He said, now, you going to have to call back about your seats. I forgot I upgraded the fucking seat. So, y'all was just going, American Airlines, count your fucking days, buddy. Count your fucking days. When I tell you, American Airlines has really, really did me in a way that I don't want to be done. Baby. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to forgive them for this. Like, I don't. This was some old spirit frontier type shit. <laughs> it really was. But moving on, here we are. New day, new smile. And hopefully it all works itself out. Um, All things here and all things queer. I just want to say I love to see what's happening in the Olympics with my my sisters and my brothers. Like I like Shikari Richardson, baby. Don't, honey. The wigs. I'm into the wig. I'm into the frontal. I'm into the closure. I'm into the color. Like, girl, do do you do you? And you know what's so crazy because. I don't know if, how old some of my viewers are, but if you remember Flojo, Flojo was like one of the fastest. She was the fastest, like of, of all time, and she had like six inch nails on doing it. So I just I don't understand why the why, again the same thing I said last week. Mind your business. Stop worrying about what's going on here. What does the color of this woman's hair have to do with how fast she runs or her performance? It has not literally nothing to do with her performance so shut the f up but i'm into the hairstyle i'm definitely into the hairstyle even the girl kenny harris um i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing her, her name right kenny harris harrison um she's like a she she runs track and field as well that curl they need that curl that italian wave that she is fucking amazing like when it's wet bomb like it's really really bomb it reminds me of like crazy hands lieutenant lieutenant curl i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right but it reminds me of her Crazy hands curl. Um, I, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, another thing I want to touch on with the with the hair is, I see a lot of women going to get these braids and these braid sets, which is cool. It's a protective hairstyle, but you can't go and get individuals today. Keep them in for two months or a month and a half or whatever, whatever have you, and go right back into braids. You can't do that. You have to let your hair breathe. You have to literally get a wash and go, or you have to get um, a rod set, roller set, ponytail, whatever. You have to do something that won't put so much pressure in you on your hair. 
Because you keep pulling braids, you're going to damage your hair shaft. And if you damage your hair shaft, your shit ain't going to grow big. Then you're going to be looking at everybody like, oh my God, she messed up my hair and it's burnt out and it's this and it's that. No, girl, you just did not. No. Since you just, that was your fault. You just didn't follow the directions that would need to be followed. Um, and it is still Pride Month. And when I tell you, I am loving the way that people are supporting Pride Month. Like, I don't know if y'all seen the Lego commercial. I legit fucking smile the whole time watching this Lego commercial. And it's not a, it's not a publicly commercial, but it's on YouTube. I saw it on YouTube. And I think that it's probably one of the best commercials that I've seen in a very long time. Like, I, I, I really do. Um, I also noticed, I also got invited to do a celebrity um, hairstyle. Hairstyle. I, I got to do a, I got invited to do a celebrity hair for the Pride Parade, I think, is in New York. Um, I'm not sure what the date is of it, but I, I don't know. And I, sorry, you guys, I am. I am actually. I'm one of gonna be. I can't do two things at one time. Sorry, but I got invited to do a style, a, a hairstyle for the. Pride Day Parade on one of the cast members from Black Ink Crew. Um, so, hopefully, that all boils through. The check clears, and a bitch will be on the way. <laughs> um, so, that's that. Um, let's see what else we got going on. Going on. Oh, the Sixers. Ben Simmons, they hate you. Since the Ben Simmons, my good, good girlfriend, they don't like you, Ben. They want you to leave. You made yourself very unlikable. And for the people who were rooting for you, I feel even bad for them because they were just like trying to convince people that you just weren't this guy. And you were, I don't understand for the life of me what happened these last two games. How do you go from clinching, like tying the series up? Like you should, like the Sixers, you were in your own home. You guys should have literally went in this joins gun blazing like you got shit you were in your own fucking home you had the advantage you had the advantage you led the series at first like you start like i don't understand why you couldn't finish the way you started you like what it is not just ben simmons doc rivers some of the fucking plays you were calling like you should have been to come out of that game when he stopped when he weren't shoot when he stopped attempting to shoot the shots i think you should have realized like I wonder, do you think Ben do y'all think Ben Simmons threw the game? Hmm. Conspiracy theories, right? <laughs> I like I just again shout out to the Sixers for making it as far as you guys did. But I can't like uh, one thing about Philly, if you are a sports fan, you live, breathe, eat, and sleep sports. Like Philly fans will call out of they will Schedule their wedding day around football Sunday. Like, there will never be a wedding on football Sunday. But just because that's just not... The the fans here, we just... We bleed green. 
We bleed blue and white. We bleed orange and black. We bleed red and white. Like, we bleed Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, Sixers. You know, we, th th I just don't understand why Ben Simmons. You probably won't be able to show your face at, publicly for a very long time without, without a nice amount of security. <laughs> like, just because I know the girls aren't feeling you, sis. They just really aren't. They really aren't feeling uses. And it's crazy because, like, I don't remember. I I, I just keep hearing all the shit about Ben Simmons. I just, they, people don't like you, sis. They just don't like you. They don't like Doc Rivers. <laughs> I, 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 and I'm not a big sports fan. Like, I stopped being a sports fan way back. I'm, I'm not a big basketball fan. Let me not say a big sports fan. I stopped being a basketball fan way back way back when um i now only watch it because like my friend mike watches it my friend chris watches shy watches it. i only now entertain it because the people like calvin like the people that i'm spider those people that i'm around they talk about it all the time so i i'm only interested in it because of the people that i'm around but like i'm from the era of basketball when it was like who eric snow aaron mckee Allen iverson dikembe matumbo um Shaq, Kobe, Rotman, you know, Pippen, uh, Paul Pierce, like that whole, you know, that, that whole era of, of like Dirk Nowinski, like the, that era of basketball for me was more entertaining than this era. I, I just, I don't know if I, it's just me getting old or older, but I, I'm just not interested in it. It's like, I hate to get myself all hyped up for something like I just did for the Sixers. And bitch, y'all just did me. Y'all fucking pulled American Airlines on me. Y'all just snatched it from right underneath me and said, fuck you. So like, yeah, it's, it's a no for me. Um, but thank you for, I guess, giving us hope. I think it's, if that's what we're reading off of now, um, I also wanted to talk about the I love how I'm seeing all these like sneaker galas now like the girls in the dresses and the guys in the suits but with like sneakers on I'm so into it so into that look I think it's so dope honestly um I really do and we're going to go into this week's topic which is being you unapologetic being you unapologetically I wanted to talk on this issue because I'm not sure if I covered this in like my weekend recap, but I had a friend who was going through something and he really like, he had hit rock bottom. And yes, of course, he gave me permission to talk about it on the podcast. I would never, you know, I would never invade somebody's privacy like this. <clears throat> Sorry, the allergies are still fucking with me. Um, but I'm being you unapologetically, guys, like, he was going through something like dating. He was dating, excuse me, yet again. He was dating a girl who, yes, I do have straight friends for all y'all who who want to say that I say a girl. Yes, he was dating a girl, and she like this particular friend of mine is very cookie cutter. Like he's by the book. He doesn't really yell. He's you know, he has a master's and social economics don't even fucking ask me what does he what does that do like i don't even know what that, i don't know what that entails but he has a master in social economics and excuse me and he has a good paying job and 
he makes a little close to six figures. Like, he makes close to six figures. He works for, I think, American... He even works for American Express or... He works for one of those big credit card companies. I want to say it's American Express. And he's a little... I'm 35, so he has to be 38. Because he's two years older than me. Yeah, so he has to be, like, three years older than me. 38. Um... And he was dating this girl, and him and the girl have been dating for maybe two years. But, and I keep telling him, like, you can't count COVID years. Like, because y'all, like, if y'all weren't living in the same house during COVID, it don't count. Because y'all weren't, like, really dating each other. Like, y'all just weren't existing um, in two different households on two different sides of the town. Long story short, the girl recently told him that he wasn't what she wanted. And he was like, well, what is it that you want? I'm into you. I really like you. I enjoy you. What can I do to make myself, you know, what you want? Like, what is it? Is it something that I'm doing? Blah, 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 blah. Which already was an irritating thing to hear somebody say. But she was like, well, no, I want, I like my men a little harder. I don't want a guy that works a nine to five, washes his clothes on a set or certain, a certain day, balances his checkbooks on a certain day meal preps like I she likes the spontaneity of that roughneck which is okay like some people just like rougher guys like I don't know if she meant like she wants like a drug dealer (laughs) or if she went like somebody was gonna grip her up and throw against the wall you know in a sexual kind of manner but long story short he took it really really hard like he was like well maybe I should just do this and maybe I should do that and blah 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 and I'm like bro no, fuck that. Be you. Somebody will love you for you. Don't fucking go changing who you are and who you've been and who you worked so hard to become to make someone else happy. Because ultimately, you won't be happy. So even if you say, oh, I prefer a smaller frame guy. Okay, you want to lose weight? Great. You want me to lose weight? Great. So now... I have to change my diet, workout, and all this other stuff. Now I'm too tired to be, I'm too tired to be myself. Or now I'm starving myself to make you happy, but I'm not happy because I'm angry because I'm hungry. So you get what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to, you have to be you. And if they don't like it, fuck them. Like, like, I realized that me personally, I cannot be anybody other than myself. I pride myself on being a good friend, a loyal person, and just being there for people. Just because I never want to be in a situation where no one can be there for me because I'm an asshole or I've been an asshole or whatever the case may be. You just never know who you're going to need. Like, I always go to, like, that... I'm not sure if y'all seen this movie called Crash with... um, I'm not sure who was in that. I think it might have been Ludacris or somebody. But it was like when the guy was racist and so forth and so forth. And he it, Check it out. And basically, long story short, some, a slew of events happened. And each person who was mean to that next person needed that person after the fact. So that movie right there, it's called Crash. Um, it made me realize like you have to be, you have to be nice. You have to be kind. You can't let little shit that can't that you can't control consume you. And like, like I told him, I'm like, bro, listen, I don't know how the straighties do it. I don't know how the heteros do it. But what more could you have done? 
Like, literally, you work a good job. You're attractive. You are... Like, I just don't know why you would not want to be who you've worked so hard to be. Like, you went to school for all these years to be organized. Like, that's your thing. You are an organized person. You've always been... Like, me and him have been friends since sixth grade. So, like, you have always been... As long as I can remember, he's always been organized, an organized person. Much more organized than I. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Much more organized than I. But I just... Being unapologetically you is so important, guys. Like, when I tell you, you don't want to find yourself somewhere where you lose yourself and then now you're mentally frustrated and you you can't be trusted to be alone. Like, like you work so hard to be something somebody else wants you to be that you don't even realize that you're not even you're not going to be happy trying to make somebody else happy. You can't please everybody. So the ones that you can't please, they're the ones that matters. The ones you can't please, fuck them. They were putting your life for a temporary purpose for you to realize that. Listen, I, this ain't me. Like, that girl was put in his life for the time that she was put in his life. Maybe he didn't realize that this is who I am and I'm worth something. Or this is who I am and I'm the shit. Like, maybe he didn't realize that. And for him, like, I told him, like, for you to go and chase this girl or try to change yourself for her, I'm sure she has shit that you don't like about her. Would she be willing to do the same thing? Exactly. You can't really... I don't know. I'll say this. For me, it took me... And I think I might have mentioned this a few times on the podcast. It took me a long time to get to where I'm at. It took me a long time to get comfortable with who I am. Like, sometimes being around certain certain people, you lose yourself. Because you're trying to keep up. And, And not even trying to keep up. You're trying to compete with who they are. Or who they want you to be. And then, I think for me, I was fortunate enough, like, to be surrounded with people who were wealthy, who were less wealthy, who were well-off, who weren't, you know, who weren't so, who were so not not so well-off. I've been fortunate enough to be in the middle and grounded with people that I didn't have to, like, try to be something that I'm not. Like, I, I always say, if you see me, prime example, if you see me with... Butter. Let's just use that. Butter, who is my best friend. Or you see me with Butter, and typically Butter Butter gets dressed. Like, Butter is always... he's always He always is dressed so poised. Like, he looks together. When you see me, you may not think the same... You may not assume the same thing. If that makes sense. Like, I am a jeans and a t-shirt kind of guy. I'm not a label kind of guy. I'm not... Yeah, like, I just... I would rather spend my money on, like, sneakers. Because that's just what I like. But I am not going to go be... I'm not going to go drop, you know, two grand or something just to say... Just to fit in for somebody else's liking. Like, that, 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 that doesn't... For one, I got bills. So, that doesn't really... Two grand or something... Where, where I'm at in my life, it doesn't help me. It doesn't get me where I... It doesn't get me anywhere. It, it honestly doesn't. And I don't get dressed enough for me to even spend that kind of money on something. It'll probably just sit in a, sit in a closet or sit in a box or whatever the case may be. But, again, I'm fortunate enough to have friends like 
like butter who I've we've always this has always been me that's always been him and we've always just fucking mixed them we just always gelled together it's always worked like even like me and Shad like 10 years Shad is more he doesn't go out he doesn't go out not dressed like he Shad is very I have to take a shower before I leave. I got to brush my hair three times. I got to brush my teeth two times. I got to put lotion on from my fingertips down to my elbow, from my elbow to my shoulder. Like, that's shy. That's not me. And, like, if I had to do that, it would just frustrate me because I don't like being late. And that's why shy and Butter are both always late to everything. <laughs> no shade to my girls. Um, but that's why they're always late because they... George, my friend George, same thing. Always late because he is always doing the fucking slowest lotion put on I've ever seen in my life the slowest cologne spray I've ever seen in my life like but that's just not me but just imagine if that was me if I was like you know what I want to take this time to be detail oriented and you know be like my girls like my my friends they are well put together like when you see them the bitches be they be did they be right all the time so even like my friends, like, so if I was to say, okay, well, I want to be like my friends. I'm take my time and do this this way. I'm going to shave ahead of time. I'm not going to shave in a car. You know, I'm going to lotion up here. So forth and so forth. If I did that, it's, I am one of them kind of people. I will rush you. I'm a stickler for time. I would not be happy. I would be a miserable person. You want to know why? Because I will rush through that too. I'm, that's just me. I just rush through things to get things done. Like if we have to be there by 10, I am the person I want to leave out the house at 9 o'clock just in case there's traffic, something happens, I gotta stop and get ice, and stop and get something, X, Y, Z. That's just me. I am like a chaotic ball of organization. I'm organized chaos in, in the flesh. Um, whereas though, like I said, whereas though, that's just, like, that just has never been me to be that, that detail-oriented when it comes down to getting dressed. Even, like, when it comes down to, like, like my clients... Like, I hate when my clients compare me to other stylists. That shit drives me up a wall. Like, that's not me, sis. And that's not why That's not why you come here. Like, I had a client. I lost a client because she said, word for word, my salon was not ratchet enough for her. I probably should have just left it where it was at but I wanted to know what did she mean just in case just in case there was something that I was fucking missing she was like well and this real shit y'all I'm not making it up can't even make it up she's like well I um because I went to another shop and they had like mag playing and they give us Hennessy on Wednesday um and it's just like a turn up and I'm like Okay. Bitch, I got wine. We listen to, you know, we listen to music from time to time. Most times we don't, but from time to time we listen to music up in the shop. Most time we're having a we're having a constructive conversation. She was like, yeah, it's like real yeah, she was like, yes, a line is real old school. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. She was like, I don't know, it's just I feel like I don't have enough time there. Like when I I'm like, well, what does that mean? She's like, well, cause you know. When you set an appointment for 10 o'clock, when I get there, I'm just writing a cheer. Like, I'm just writing a cheer. I don't get to mix and mingle. Bitch, this ain't no social club. This ain't no social club. <laughs> I don't... I don't want... One, I don't want you sitting for that long. 
Two, I don't want you sitting watching me for Velo. So yeah, when you come get cheered in by me, chances are when you walk in the door, somebody's walking out right past you. Or you're on you're going straight to the shampoo bowl. You're not going to be just sitting waiting for me to finish. Like, no. That's just I just don't run my again, unapologetically. Sis, that ain't me. But thank you for noticing. <laughs> like, that's not me. Like and I think that even with like when we're dating and we we realize like you know people love like I always say my friends have always been my friends for ten years like ten plus years like some of my friends I've been friends for two decades twenty years twenty five years etc. My friends love me for who I am. I don't have to try to be something that I'm not to gain likes from them. Like my partner loves me for who I am. I don't have to try to be something I'm not to get him to love me harder or love me more or not step out or whatever the case may be. I think we as people have to realize our worth internally first. And by internally, I mean we gotta be okay with who we are mentally before we can go out and be like, oh yeah, I wanna do this and I wanna lose weight and I wanna get this tucked. I wanna get this pulled up. Like that shit, none of that superficial stuff matters if it don't go with the heart. Like, I don't want to hang out with somebody, who, a bad bitch with a, with a nasty attitude. I just don't. And some of you may prefer that, just not me. Like, I just don't want to hang out with, I don't want to hang out with a fly, a fly bitch, and she's still. I, that's just not me. I, like, unapologetically, that's just not me. I'm okay with who I am and who I surround myself with. And if you don't like that, Again, fuck you. And that's on it. So, you know, I think I touched on, you know, unapologetic, being unapologetically you. Um, we are now at the 40 minute mark of this podcast. Um, and we're going to jump right into some black owned businesses. Um, give me a couple seconds. I have to go into my phone because I was so into the conversation. You know, I threw the phone across the room twice. Um, oh, wait. Before we go to back loan businesses, let's go into some questions. Sorry. I'm all over the place. That's all you was looking at me like that. All right. So. All right. So my first, the first question is, who are some of the hairstylists in this industry that you look up to? Ooh, this was a good one. This was a really good one. Um, and why? This was a really good one. So, oh gosh, it's so fucking many. I'll just name a couple of them that I frequent, who pages I frequent. Um, so, one of them would be my friend David Lamar. He styles Patty LaBelle's hair. Um, he's worked at the Ritz Carlton. Like, Dave has been. He has been a very, very sound voice in my successful career. As far as, like, when I started doing celebrities and stuff like that, he... Dave is my right hand. Like, when it comes down to this industry, Dave will make sure that if I need to know it, he's going to do what he has to do to make sure that I know it. Um, He is... He's fucking amazing. He was the first person to teach me um, shortcuts. (laughs) And he also was the first person to teach me frontals. So, 
Um, I'm forever grateful for him. And, like, we bounce ideas off each other. And, like, he always say, oh, no, bitch, I need you. And I'm always like, no, bitch, I need you. Like, so it works out. Um, So David Lamar, his Instagram is David Lamar. That's D-A-V-I-D-L-A-M-A-R. Like I said, he's fucking amazing. He He's worked with some of the best um, celebrities um, that you could think of. He's he's like one of the top frontal people in the, the city. Um, also, I want to say I look up to Crazy Hands. But everybody knows that, how I feel about Crazy Hands. Um, we, we have a really great vibe. She always makes sure that I'm good. Um, she is one of the very, one of the stylists who sit at the top in this industry who doesn't have a problem with coming down and helping. And sometimes you see some of these, these I guess you could say seasoned stylists, they, they get on live and they get on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Like they get on all these social platforms and talk about how, oh, we want to be unified, but everything is about clout. None of it is about the growth of, you know, other stylists. And, you know, it's a lot of times you sit, hear them t- talk down on people. And I don't think I've ever heard Crazy Hands talk down on another stylist. And, again, I've known her since, like, my friends were doing hair shows for her, Yaz, and Toya. So, I definitely would say Crazy Hands is another person I look up to. Lay by Meek. Um, Lay by Meek, she is my cousin's cousin. Which I didn't never, I didn't know. But I haven't followed Lee by Meek since, like, before Salon. She worked at Salon Brilliance. Now she has her own salon um, on 60th Street. Um, yeah, 60th Street. And Lee by Meek is the fucking epitome of a hair fucking stylist. Like, when I say the epitome of a hair stylist, like, she's polished. She's, you know, she's versatile. She gives you weaves. She gives you natural hair. She she knows the education of it. She gives back. Like, when I tell you Lee by Meek is the epitome of a fucking stylist, she's the epitome of a stylist. That's why I fucked with her. And that's why I look up to her. Like, if the girl ever said she needed, I think she did, like, this summer camp thing. I didn't even know nothing about it. I didn't even read about it. All I know is my girlfriend is doing something and I'm going to support it. I cashed after her. Feed the kids on us. Like, just because, again, I know she's just fucking good. Like, she does what needs to be done. And I, I just fucking love Lee Bobby. I do. Um, Malaya's Hair Studios is another place that I follow um, That are that is fucking great. Like, Lisa, she... Old school stylist, and when I tell you old school, old school, with a new, just a little bit of a little, just enough of the new school that it just works. Like Lisa is a businesswoman when it comes down to like the business. She knows the four hundred one k. She knows the four. She knows the five hundred one c three. She knows all of the terms that you need to know to make your salon successful. Like she is that person that. Like, she's my person. Lisa is my person. Like, if I had to call on a person to... If shit was hitting the, the, the ceiling, I'd call Lisa. Bet my last dollar on her every time because she... She's never strayed me or left me in the wrong or sent me in the wrong way. So, you know. But, the, and again, it's a whole list of people that I I genuinely support um, or that I look up to. But that's some of them. And my last one would be Leon... Um, Leon from Platinum Shares. And not for the for the sheer of the mere fact of Leon is he's fucking awesome. Like 
And he's so humble. And like, I have never had somebody tell me not what I did right, but what I did wrong. Like, Liana's that person that I'll be like, I can say, what what could I have done differently? And he will give it to me, like, step by step. He won't say, he won't say like, other people will be like, oh, well, you should have just did it, use a different color, or you should have retracted it differently. He will be like, all right, listen, next time, this is how you want to do it. If you want to do this hairstyle, this is where you start it, this is how you finish. And, like, Leon goes step by step. Like, he's very, very detail-oriented, and I fucking love it. I respect it, and I fucks with it. So, I also look up to Leon. And, again, there's a lot of other... I said it twice, but there's a lot of people... And I'll just name some other people, like, Wine, uh, Jamez, um, who else, who else, who else, who else, who else? The ladies at Chocolate City. Um, it's, you know, it's just so many I can't name. I can't. It's just so many I can't name. But that's a couple people that I look up to and, and why. Um, the next question says, okay. Next question says, you said that you support interracial relationships, but you never said why. But I did say why. I did say why. I don't care. Like, love who you want to love. I, like, why does it matter if they're black, blue, purple, or green? Love what you want to love. Love always wins. If you love people, if you love people, you'll be happy. Don't, like, stop getting so mixed up in all this fucking black this, black that, white that, X, Y, and, Like, stop getting involved in it. Like, just fucking mind your business. If it ain't you, mind your business. It shouldn't affect you to see a black woman with a white man or a white man with a black woman. Or a black man with a white woman. Like, it just shouldn't imagine, it shouldn't fucking matter to you. They ain't dating you. Good difference with me. Alright. Last question. What are some of the things you do to relax? (sighs) Believe it or not, I go to Target. If I ever need time to myself, like if I feel like my head is ready to explode, I go to Target. I walk around. And I just, I just tune everything out. I, I people watch. That that's relaxing for me. And like you know, if I can't get the target, or if it's something a little bit more serious, like if I work like over the weekend, the past couple weekends, like I'm not sure if any any of my clients are listening. They tried to book for Saturday. My Saturdays are booked times ten. My Saturdays are booked up times ten. So like you can't even book until like fucking August, just because my Saturdays are so locked in that I just don't have time. So it's like I'm working a full-time job, running a, a successful business, delivering shampoo and conditioner, delivering beer boxes. Uh, make sure you guys check the beer boxes out on my uh, Instagram. Um, so like sometimes I'll just get a hotel room. I won't turn the TV on. I just turn the air on and sleep. That's it. So that's how I decompress um, after a long day, just because it works out. That's That works for me. And again, Target is not for everybody. I can go into Target and have a little bit of self-control. I think. (laughs) I think. Um, All right, so let's just go on to black-owned businesses. So first one is going to be Lavish Restaurant. It is at 4308 Lancaster Avenue. It looks like, I think that's West Philly. I want to say that's the people who catered the party that I went to this weekend. Um, the food was really, really, really good. It was like 
so 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 good i enjoyed it um they had the salmon was fucking amazing like by far some of the best food that i've ever had um it kind of gave excuse me it kind of gave uh, Reggie and Marquise's caterer a run for their money. Like, they were the two best food. They were the two best meals that I've had at a event all summer. So, I'm into it. Um, the next one is just going to be celebrity makeup artist Ebony Kennedy. Yes, we have the same last name, probably because we are cousins. She is a makeup artist. Um, she's a celebrity makeup artist. She's worked with the likes of Big Frida. She's done some um, art projects. She's done, you know, some of the Black Ink Crew girls. Like, she does weddings. She does editorial work. She is fucking amazing. Um, her Instagram is Ebony Kennedy. That's E B O N Y K E. And as a Nancy, and as a Nancy, E-D-I, as an igloo. Um, so, shout out to her. Um, she Again, she she does really good... Excuse me. She does really good natural beats. She does really good high fashion beats. She's very versatile. Um, the last one is going to be Reju- Rejuvenated Love. It's, um, it's a clothing line. An urban clothing line. And they have, like cool colors and stuff like that i have a shirt and a jacket um my friends my friends will line it's all about love and you know just rebirthing yourself and rebranding yourself and restarting and like you know just constantly love and that's rejuvenated underscore love that's r e j u v e n a t e t e d underscore L-O-V-E. Um, it will all be on my instagram all of them will be on my instagram i'm literally going to repost the, the snippet of the Black-owned business section and tag the Black-owned businesses. That way, you guys can stop DMing me and asking me which, who was who and which was what. So, that's that. Um, guys, we have reached our ending of this week's podcast. And remember, guys, you have to love thyself before you can love thy someone else. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's right, but... Love, remember to love each other. Love on each other. Love up each other. You know, Michelle Obama said it best. When they go low, you got to go high. Um, I will see you guys. Well, I won't see you guys, but I will talk to you guys next week. And then the week after that, I'll see you guys. So have a good week, guys. And remember, whenever it seems like it is just the end. I guarantee you, when the other side of that wall is a new beginning. You just got to work through it. One love, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bizak is Shibboy. F-double-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. That's F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. Follow me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. That's the handle. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, repost, retag, blase, blase, retweet and retweet, all that good stuff. I miss you guys so much. I know you can hear the excitement in my voice. It's just so refreshing just to like be able to give you guys me, 
yet again another week. I decided to take a couple weeks off from recording just because I'm not sure if you guys could tell, like previous episodes, my voice was just like done. So um, I decided to just basically take some, excuse me, take some time off, get my voice together, get record our recording studio together, get the live feed together. And just make sure that things are right for you guys when you get me. Uh, my team has been working diligently to make sure that when we do decide to do the live feed and the YouTube channel, that you guys get the ambiance, you guys get the essence of me, and you guys get good sound, good editing, and, you know, most importantly, you guys get me 100%. So, that's what's been going on. And here we go. My weekend, guys, 4th of July, turn up. When I tell you, standing on couches, throwing up gang signs, tossing bottles big, smoking on a hookah, was everything I did not do. (laughs) Um, I literally worked every day this weekend. I had three weddings in one day, which was on, they all happened to fall literally on July July 4th. Congratulations to all my beautiful brides out there who allowed me to be a part of their day. I know it was hectic, you know, dealing with me and my team, but we all got it done. And, you know, you guys gave my team such good reviews on being professional. So shout out to the Shirosity team. Shout out to Trelly. Shout out to Sequoia. Shout out to everybody who helped me this weekend with bridesmaids, uh, brides, uh, this is the bridal parties in general. Like my counterpart Deanna, she um, she helped me down this weekend. When I tell you, Dean literally helped me down. Like no room to squeeze in, and she made sure that she devoted time to one of my clients that was in a wedding. Because I just could not, I didn't have the time. So, shout out to Deanna for always having my back, you know, just for this event. Not just for this event, but for every event that I've always, you know, I'm always at. She makes sure that I'm straight. Like, you got this, you need this, you need that, you need me to do this, you want me to breathe, you want me to do that. So, I am so thankful for, you know, my counterpart, Deanna, who also does the breathing and natural locks and stuff at my salon. So, make sure you guys follow her at DRJ on Instagram. Um, so that was that. We also, I went to a cookout in my aunt's house. Um, it was pretty chill. Like we didn't really do much. We just sat in the bag, reminisced on back in the day when I was doing a butterfly at the black parties. Tingalingaling, school bell. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so we just, uh, literally was just talking about things like that and so forth. So, I think overall, overall, my weekend was pretty, pretty fair. It was pretty good. I mean, I would have loved to not work as much as I did as far as working both jobs. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Bitch got to pay bills. Bills got to get paid. So I get rich, this is what I got to do. Um, so that was my weekend. I also, excuse me, I also didn't understand why. I guess because the 4th of July fell on Sunday that we were observing it on Monday. Like, a lot of places was closed on Monday because of 4th of July, which happened to be on Sunday. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, it was weird. To me, it was very, very weird how, like, a lot of the the malls were closed early uh, on Monday. 
uh, Mel wasn't running. I'm just like, bro, it's fucking Monday. I got to get up and go to work. These motherfuckers got to get up and go to work. <laughs> so that, you know, that really threw me off. That really threw my week off because now I felt like here we are sitting on Tuesday and it feels like it's really Monday because we were off. So it, it, it's just weird. Like, I just went to kill and did it never throw a holiday on a, the weekend again. Give me a three-day weekend. Don't be just throwing that for job on Sunday. You could get that shit. I could do without that. Um, and now let's get straight into all things here, uh, all things queer. Baby, Pride Month has come. Pride Month has gone. Um, I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, think all of the local businesses in Philly who have put up pride flags, have donated to places like the William Way Center and things like that. And a lot of the guys that came together to try to restart the LGBTQ plus coalition. For those of you who don't know what that is, um, it's just an organization that typically hosts pride parades and things like that. And for whatever reason, they decided to no longer go forward with that coalition. And a couple of the pioneers in the industry, in the, this lifestyle are coming together to try to reboot it and just get a fresher look on things. Because that coalition been throwing pride parades for years. So I think it's, it would be great to see a lot, of, lot more minorities on it. And I heard that there was like a couple of people who weren't even gay. Um, that were a part of it. So it's dope to really see a lot of the legends coming together to make a change in the community. So shout out to you guys and shout out to all the people that came out the closet right at the peak of, you know, right at the end of Pride. Like soon as Pride hit June 30th, people just was like, up oh, with the closet doing I got to get up out of here. Let me hit on out. Like Queen Latifah. I mean, we all knew, we all kind of knew she were gay, was gay, but she's never publicly spoke on it. But to see her at the BET Awards speak on, you know, her wife and just having a baby, I was just like, do this shit, do it. Like, Queen Latifah is up there next to, like, Michelle Obama in my book. This is just my book. These are just my opinions. These are just my thoughts. So... Queen Latifah, I think, like I said, she's up there with the Michelle Obamas of the world. Like, she's very well-spoken. She's one of the first female artists, rap artists, to ever do crossover. One of the first female artists to ever be on daytime television. And to be a rapper at that? Like, come on. You, you can't buy that kind of talent. You can't buy that kind of success. You can't buy that kind of success. So, shout out to Queen Latifah for coming out the closet. Lil Nas X. Sis... I, I get it, but the envelope has been pushed. We scale back a little bit, sis. I just, I don't know. Now I feel like with little, this little Nas kiss, kissing another, kissing a man on national television, it's like, I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, I don't. But what I did find a little bit concerning is like the level of tact that you're doing it in may, may be it kind of makes the gays look crazy. Like, one minute, you in heels, swinging on a pole, with a wig on. Literally, two weeks later, you're on national television, kissing men. It's like, bro, come on. Do me a favor. Like, if you're going to be gay, be unapologetically gay. But do have a little bit of class with it. Like, don't be so messy kind of with it. Um, it, it, it just... 
I don't know. And it's like, I hear people say so many negative things about it. I was just like, well, if you didn't like that, I know there's no way you could have liked Madonna kissing Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera on national television. So, like, I know you cannot be okay with the lesbianism that happens on TV. It's, it's, is it an issue because he's black and doing it? Is it an issue because he's... I, like, is two men doing it? And I, it just sucks because I read a post somewhere that says, I was like, black people only really support gays when <laughs> they're doing their hair or making their dresses. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, it sucks, but there's some truth to it. Like, in our, in our African, in the African-American community, you're, you're told to, if you are beget, if you're gay, you're taught kind of sort of it's like the army. Don't ask, don't fucking tell. Like, or we shunning you. Like, we kicking you out. So that's why I'm just kind of like, I when I read that quote, I was like, okay, I can see why they do this because again, and other cultures, whether it be white or whatever. I mean, I'm not white or Mexican, so I can't really speak to the truth of it. I guess you could say. However. In other cultures, it is celebrated in a, a much different light. I will see that. From me being a black person with white or with Caucasian friends who... I could have just kept it at white. I ain't had to go back. To, I ain't had to switch it to Caucasian. I don't know. I just like the word Caucasians. Caucasians. Caucasian. Um, but my Caucasian gay friends or my white gay friends, whatever, um, they... I, they just, I don't know. They're hearing their stories of their upbringings... I think sometimes in the culture, the the white culture, is is accepted a little bit more because I guess they're I guess their kids are taught to be more free spirited. I guess if you could, if, I guess if you will. Um, so yeah, that I don't know. I just I saw that. Then I saw like the post that Diddy had put up and was like, um, I can't remember exactly what it said. But it was something along the lines of, like, supporting Little Nas X, the movement that he, I guess you could say, is trying to start, I guess you would say. Um, He just was, it was, damn, I wish I could find the quote, um, the post. But, like I said, I commend Diddy for publicly, whether it was a publicity stunt or whether it was, you know, just something to do. You did it publicly. You have twice as many followers as Nas X, Lil Nas X, and you're well, you're much more respected than Nas X. So for you to support what he did and how he did it, you know, big ups to Diddy. Um, I also wanted to big ups to um, the young woman who is the first time in pageant's history the title of Miss Nevada USA has been won by a transgender woman. And she is now going to she's going to go compete in the Miss USA pageant. I think that is fucking amazing. Mind you, she's fucking gorgeous. I didn't even know she was transgender as I was looking at the as I was looking. So it was sent to me, and I was looking at it. and I was like, okay, you know, this is what it is. She's a cute girl. She won Miss America. So you know, Steph is like. Well, did you read it? I said, what is there to read? It says that she's won 
Miss Nevada, and now she's going to US, Miss USA. She's like, read it. Stop looking at pictures. And I'm like, well, I'm a child, so I'm going to look at the pictures first. <laughs> and she's like, I read it, and I'm just, wow. It's fucking, like, her storyline is just amazing. Like, and then she, I think, I want to say she's Filipino. Or is it Philippian? Filipinian. I want to say she's Filipino. I think that's the proper term. Um, so just to see her do that, so shout out to, shout out to her with that. Uh, all things here, baby, little Kim, honey, the upside down glue on bang attached to the hood of that fucking sweat jacket. You did me. And I didn't want to be dancers. Like you, little Kim, baby, Kimberly, no, no, no. Kimberly says, it's a lot of things. I'm always rocking and rolling. If you rock and I'm rolling, but baby, that bang, you let them send you out here looking like a cockatoo. That, I, I just, ooh. It was like a cutout bang. And then if y'all notice, her frontal from the red carpet laid, melted, you transparent on point. She had the same exact frontal pulled back, and they just literally clipped that bang to that hood. If you notice the way the hood was tied up at the chin area, you could tell that the bang was holding on for dear life. I wish it would have fell. I'd have been more impressed with the bang had it just fell out during a performance. <laughs> um, Queen Latifah, baby, the, the the traditional hairstyle that Queen Latifah wears, that little pump with the 30-inch ponytail, and the color, her color always looks so rich. And the fact that she has hair all the way down her back and she still wears this ponytail, I'm like, girl, just go ahead and be free. Be free. And hair tip of the week, baby. For all y'all girls out here putting this Beijing on y'all hair to get you leave out jet black and all that funny business. Y'all going to the hair salon and they putting their topic spray on it. And y'all going right outside in that 90 degree weather and that heat index of 108 degrees. Do y'all know what that heat is doing to their color? It's still cooking the color. It's still literally cooking the color on your hair. So then when you shampoo it out, yes, shampoo, not wash, because people wash clothes, they don't wash hair. When you're shampooing it out and you see that brown, brassy look, it's because your hair was still cooking with the color on it. You can, another thing, for y'all getting this red, cherry, fire engine hair, the shortcuts and all that, I'm into it, but you cannot get red hair and hop in the chlorine pool. You can't do it. It's almost like uh, mixing two chemicals together. You can't, it's, you just get your hair color and sit on the ledge of the pool. Don't go jumping in no damn water. <laughs> because like, if you jump in the water and all your hair fall out, you have nobody to blame but yourself because you heard it here first. So, oh, excuse me. So, I that, you know, that's one of my hair tips that I want to stress on. And the braids, these knotless braids. Knotless braids tend to be a lot heavier than regular individuals. So you have to be careful with the knotless braids when you pull them to the side, pulling them back, pulling them up, because you're popping your hair strands and you're going to have a lot of breakage. You're going to have, you know, those, they're white. Though, if you ever see when you comb your hair out, your braids out, and you see like that white bulb at the end of the hair shaft, that's, your hair is gone. Wherever that just came from ain't growing back. That's, the little piece that holds on, that's the little piece of glue that holds the hair and the scalp and keeps, continues growth. Um, so, you know, with that, you guys got to be careful. And remember, when you shampoo your hair, shampoo with warm water, condition with cold water. You know, that's just a bare 
basic essentials of shampooing. Um, so that was all things here and all things queer. And I hope you guys enjoyed that, that because I really enjoyed this segment, this go around. Um, oh, all things black. Matter of fact, let's not jump on all things black. Let's let's hold out on all things black. I kind of want to talk about today. I want to talk about you know, I don't know. It's like eighteen different topics on this page, y'all. <laughs> There's like eighteen different topics on this page today. I kind of do want to talk about supporting people mentally. Like, allowing people to grieve the way they want to grieve. Allowing people to be upset the way they want to be upset. Allowing people to be happy the way they want to be happy. Like, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in, oh, well, if you're dealing with, you know, the loss of a, a loved one, or if you're dealing with the loss of your home, a fire, or whatever the case may be, why are you out partying? Why are you out hanging out? Why are you out you know, doing X, Y, and Z. That ain't none of your damn business why I'm doing it. I cope with things the way I cope with things the way I want to cope with things because that's what's easier for me. Like, if you're not in my shoes, don't talk about how I'm doing something. Like, I, this all came, this, this, I picked this topic because it came from one of my friends. He, um, excuse me, one of my friends, he is going through a really, really, really bad breakup. Like, when I say really bad breakup, him and his boyfriend has been together for 20 years. He has literally, you know, they, they swapped. So, he helped his boyfriend get through school. His boyfriend helped him get through school. Now, they're both, one is an x-ray tech and one is an RN. I'm not sure what the grammatics of the agreement was. However, the RN, I, I want to I say he makes more money than the experts. I don't know. One of them makes more money than the other. So, one of them just became, like, an RN for a private practice. Like, he started his own private practice. I don't even know how that's even possible. But he started his own private practice. Once he started his own private practice, he just got above the relationship. Which, sometimes, people grow apart. So, they publicly got into an altercation... Down in down in Atlanta, um, drinks were thrown, tires were slashed, and it just got really ugly. Especially for somebody that had been together for ten for ten plus years, I just don't I, like. I'm just sad that it got bad the way it did. Even like I always say, I never want to have a falling out with somebody that I've been with either sexually, physically, or whatever. Like I could not imagine, like you know. Break! I can, I just cannot imagine going to fighting like butter, physically fighting butter in the street, or physically fighting shy in the street. Like I just cannot imagine after the time that we've been friends, no matter what goes on, uh, it getting that bad. Um, but it got bad for them. They broke. They decided to split. So I knew all this had happened. And again, I did talk to my friend first before I decided to have the story. Do you not know, decided to air this episode. I. You know, he called, he's like, listen, I'm coming up to Philly. I just need to get away, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Comes up to Philly, tells me what happened. He's like, you know, it's just a lot going on. It was infidelity. He didn't say on whose part, but he was just like, it was infidelity going on. There was some, you know, un- some mistrust going on, some untruth happening. It just basically was a lot going on. And he was like, you know, I decided that I have to choose me first. He's like, I listened to your 
you know, your episode, your episode where you, he listened to basically my episode and he, I guess he was trying to hint at the way of me telling him that, bitch, you need to leave. And that is definitely not what I was, <laughs> it's not what I was telling him. Um, I, I think I, if I had to guess, I want to, it was the boundaries episode. It was the boundaries episode. He was like, you know, I laid down the law, like, hey, listen, this is what I'm willing to tolerate, and this is what I'm not willing to tolerate. And I, he's like, I had to be okay with choosing me first and walking away. I said, absolutely. Sometimes leaving is the hardest thing in the world to do. But staying can be the most frustrating in the world. Frustrating thing in the world to do. Like, if you stay with somebody who you are sick of seeing... You're spending more days being miserable than being happy. When you leave, you're going to miss that person. But guess what? You'll get over it. You get over it eventually. But if you stay and every day you have to look at this person, the way they breathe, discuss you, the way they blink their eyes, discuss you, you're going to be fucking nuts. Like, you're going to definitely be nuts. Um, So back to the story. He was like, you know, I, had, I listened to your episode and I realized I had to choose me. He was like, so I'm deciding to walk away from my relationship. Said, Okay. Are you sure that you want to do this? He like, you know, I've been thinking about it. He's like, this has been like over a year of just bullshit that we've both been dealing with each other. And, you know, he's like, he just kept saying, I want to be happy. And if that means I have to be happy by myself, then he's like, I don't know how to be happy by myself. What? That shit bothered me. I'm like, listen, love you love up on you love against you love with you love you don't not be don't not know how to be happy with yourself every now and again and people think i'm weird for this every now and again and when i say every now and again at least once a month i may get a hotel room by myself just to myself just to be with myself whether i just sleep go swimming or what i just need to be by myself just to be in that zone like even if i don't go to a hotel i take myself to dinner where i'll go take a walk get a water ice with myself like you know you have to be comfortable with you first before you can be comfortable with anybody else like if you're not your, if you're not 100 pure to yourself it's so so hard to be you know happy with every, with anyone else so he was like you know i just don't know how to be he's like so i'm nervous about leaving because of that he's like i've been wanting to go but you know this is all i know i was like well guess what you know someone else i mean all i know is driving my you know my bmw but i want a range rover i've been driving a bmw for 10 years now i, I want to upgrade to a range rover I, bmw is all i know but guess what a bitch will drive this, i will figure out how to drive this range rover you know what i mean you know that's like saying, oh, I've been broke all my life. And this is all I, all I know is being broke. That's the fuck with you. You didn't, you didn't try to know anything else. So he, he basically was like, you know, I decided to leave, whatever. So here we are, fast for a couple months later. He got a 5-4 divorce in the state of Georgia. He decided that he started moving things out slowly, which I told him was kind of was like, that was kind of messed up. Because, yeah, y'all decided to divorce, but there was no communication with who's leaving, why they're leaving, who's staying, where we're going, how we're splitting this up. So you shouldn't have moved out slowly. Should have just told them you're leaving and you're out in 30 days. Like my bitch was moving like clothes out by the day. Like packing up bags by the day. And this they both work nonstop, so they both work at a hospital. So they don't I guess they don't pay attention to 
little minor things like that, but whatever. Um, so he was moving out slowly, and once they got divorced, you know, a lot of people it was like, oh, you can't be heartbroken over this divorce because you. I think he went to. The, I want to say he might have went to the Bahamas or Hawaii. One of those places he went for a week, and my bitch Instagram was lit. Was lit, okay. Liddy, Liddy, Liddy. Like a bitch was laying on the beach feeding the dolphins, feeding dragonfish, um, swimming on fish, swimming on dolphins, uh, zip lining, kayaking. He was living his best life. I guess things that he couldn't do in a relationship, I'm assuming, because he went forth out of wherever he was in. So people were commenting, he deactivated his Instagram, and it just was a mess because he couldn't even like enjoy being I guess newly single or whatever and he went with a, a group of friends and it wasn't like he I don't think he was hooking up with anybody but he went with a group of friends and people would just be like ragging on him and one of our friends in our group message was like well damn bitch are you really were, were you really looking for a way out like because you out here living your life and I'm like well first of all bitch that's your friend how about you check on her first um, and it made me look at my friend sideways because it was like bitch damn that's all you see is like that was just weird so i haven't even talked to their friend oh god and the friends probably gonna hear this podcast <laughs> bitch but i haven't talked to their friend but i jumped in and i was like you know you can't tell somebody how to handle their divorce you can't tell we don't know what was going on in their relationship just like you know one of my cousins has lost two of her children in a fire a house fire i couldn't imagine what she goes through and i would never say oh well you're out so you're out so let me you know i'll guess you over it no i can't really say that because how you deal with grief is how you deal with grief how you deal with a loss is how you deal with a loss who am i to tell you how to be there like when i lost my grandma a lot of people were like well you back to work right away yeah i want to keep myself busy i don't want to be at home moping around being depressed being sad i mean you can't help like you can't help crying. You can't help feeling that emptiness or that absence. But you can help how you deal with it. They always say it's not what you go through, it's how you get through it. So for, for me, I, I just, like I said, for me, I just don't understand how we can ever tell somebody how to grieve, how to handle a breakup. How to, like, when you be like, oh, girl, he cheated on you, fuck him. Move on to the next one. Blah, 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 blah. No, bitch, no. It don't work that easy. It don't work that easy. I would be a fool to tell you that. So that's why I wanted to kind of touch on this topic because, like, I have a lot of friends that's going through death. I have a lot of friends that's going through breakups. I have a lot of friends that's just going through life itself. And, you know, it's hard to see people not be comfortable with having a good time because they feel like society has put this you know this stigma on them that when you're going through something you're supposed to look like it you're never supposed to look like i guess they say you don't she don't look like what she's going through or she don't look like what she's been through or he doesn't look like what he's been through or something like that you can't you can't bottle that like you can't bottle it because one if you don't have a good time and you sitting at home you become depressed and depression is a motherfucker like i've suffered from like minor depression never anything serious but the people who i know who have been through suffered through depression i've watched them 
do things that I couldn't imagine doing to myself. I, like, even, like, people who cut their wrists. I would, you know, I could never cut my wrist, but I understand now that I look into it or read into it, I understand how it happens, how it becomes a thing. So, you know, we just, I think we got to just be careful with the energy we put out there to our peers and our friends. Just support them. Like, just be there for them. Don't worry about the grammatics. Don't ask. Sometimes you don't have, sometimes it ain't even appropriate to ask questions. Like, if one of my friends called me today and we're all like, bitch, I need a couch to lay on. I'm not asking why. Because you're calling me because you really must need it. Like, my friends don't call me for things like this. So, if somebody, even if it was like an associate, if they were like, oh, well, listen, you know, I just need a break from the kids. I'm not going to tell you a bad mom because you need a day off from your children. If they bad as shit, I can't be mad at you. And I can't say, oh, these kids is bad because the way you raised them. No, because my mom raised me well, really well. Like, my parents raised me, but I was a fucking mess. I was terrible. I was getting suspended from school. I was fighting the school. I was sucking my teeth and rolling my eyes. And yeah, my mom checked me every time something happened, but I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. So you can't say that, oh, well, you're a bad parent because you want to break from these kids. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Nope, I ain't buying it. I was a bad kid who had a, a pretty fear upbringing. I didn't, and I ju- chose the opposite way. I went with the rude way, the obnoxious way. I went with the ghetto, you know, that ghetto mentality. I wanted to be the project of, you know, the product of my environment. I wanted to be like the hood niggas that I saw all run away. So that's why, I, I like I said, I'm I'm always probably going to be one of the most supportive people you ever meet. Like if you say, let you need I need to just take a ride. Can you take a ride with me? Fuck it. Let's go. Because I'm just always concerned about people's mental capacity. I, like, my mental capacity I'm concerned with. Like, I had a nervous breakdown. And that's part of the reason why I took a week off of recording. Because I had a nervous breakdown. Um, a lot of you don't know. I work a full-time job outside of doing hair full-time. And having a product line. And, you know, being... Just I, I'm just I have a lot on my plate right now, and it's okay because I'm hungry, so I can handle it. But I had a mental breakdown. Maybe I want to say like a week ago, stuff like a week. You like a week ago? I literally was in the shop doing here, and you know I was on my last client. I had worked literally from six a.m. to I think I got might have got off work at my day job at like three. I did six to three. Was at the salon by four. And I did like four heads from then and from then until nine. It was like nine thirty. I was on my last client. Good girl from my Rashida. She's a good girlfriend of mine. Um, and I'm curling her hair. So it's me and it's like the client who I got done before her. Um, my girlfriend, my girlfriend Chanel. So we're all in there and I just start crying. Like just start crying. My hands were shaking. I was sweating. Out of nowhere, y'all. Like, literally out of nowhere. And I couldn't control it. But the most important part about what happened was... My girlfriend, Rashida, she pulled her hair. She turned around. She knows I was crying. And my girlfriend, Chanel... I'm keep pausing, y'all, because I'm trying to keep com- getting my composure. My girlfriend, Chanel, she was like... Bitch, sit down. Take your shoes off. Get comfortable. Stop, like, she like, whatever you want to do, take your shoes off, get comfortable. She not once said, what's wrong? She not said, once said, why you crying? She said, take your shoes off, get comfortable, calm down. Rashida was like, 
you know, go in the bathroom, get yourself together. I went in the bathroom, pulled myself together like 10, 15 minutes later, y'all. It took me a while to just calm down. Just I was so consumed with my thoughts, like how I'm gonna do this, what I'm gonna do that, what's next for me, blase, 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 right? I come out, you know, the shop is clean. Like it took 15 minutes, they then swept the hair up off the floor, took the trash out, all this good stuff. And I'm like, y'all know I'm good. So Rashida like, I got it. I'll finish my own hair. And I'm like, what? And keep in mind, Rashida's a hairstylist. So she could, she's more than capable of doing it, finishing her own hair. So she finished, she's like, I'll finish my own hair. Like, she's like, no, I don't like to see you like this. I just want you to be, get okay. You probably need some rest. So I got in my car, y'all. I was so overwhelmed with life and joy at the same time. They, we locked up the shop. I got in my car. I couldn't even drive. I could not drive, y'all. I literally had to call an Uber. Just because I could not drive. I could not get my emotions in check. And literally nothing had happened bad, good, or indifferent. It just was like consumed with life. And just in that moment for them to just be there, like just, again, not say calm down, not say what's wrong, not say anything but ask me if I'm okay that meant the world to me even like right now I want to just like run to them and give them hugs and kisses because they don't know how how much of a difference that made for me and I realized I gotta just like slow down I, I Chanel had sent me this quote or this post it says all I can hear is guys saying put me first and I'll put you in position the realest shit I've ever heard Yes, I am crying right now because I'm one of them kind of people. I strive hard to be the best all the time. Not the best. Like, I don't always have to be first, but I always have to be the best. Like, I try my hardest to make sure when they say, oh, your business is not going to succeed in the first year. Bitch, fuck you. Fuck that. My business is going to succeed. I always and I am a I don't know if that's considered as an overachiever, I don't even know what the proper term for it is, but I always have to be the best, my own best, not someone else's best, my own best. Like, and sometimes I put a lot of strain on myself when it comes down to my life and where I see it going, just because I know what my upbringing was like. Granted, my mom and my dad made sure we had and we were good, but we weren't without. I don't want my children to have to go without. I don't want to have to worry about my lights being turned on, turned off. Like, there were times when I can remember us lighting candles because we didn't have electricity. I just refuse to go back to that lifestyle. So I always have to make sure that I'm 10 times in front of things. So like, I think two weeks ago when I had that mental breakdown, it was just kind of like, well, damn. I got my own shop. I got a successful product. People are starting to notice it. You know, the podcast is doing really, really well. People are starting to notice that. At work, I'm not getting promoted again. I'm probably It's probably time for me to walk away from this job and, you know, fall into my career, you know, dive into my career. It was just a lot going on. And I didn't realize that I had to stop and be like, God, listen, I don't know what's next. But I'm here for it. I am here for whatever comes, whatever you have planned for me next. 
It's out of my control. I know what I want. I'm going to get I'm going to give you those thoughts and whatever you feel fit for me to have, I'm willing to receive it. So it's like again, being there back to you know the basis of the conversation, being there for people is so very 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 important. It's just, you know, because you just never know what a person's going through. And I'm sure my girlfriends, everybody who see me, they think I'm always, you know, sarcastic and happy and all that fun stuff. It's like, no, bitch, I be going through it. Mentally, I be going through it. Running a business itself is very hard because your peers don't understand. You can't go out every night. You can't, like, I have a business to run. I can't party every day. I cannot, I'm a hairstylist. I can't ever say, yeah, I'm going to be done at, t- at 6. Because if my 4 o'clock is late, and I don't get started at 4.30, and then the person at the house is late, it, it, it's just a rip as a domino effect. So I, being a hairstylist is very, very hard. Very hard, y'all. Like, when I tell you it's hard, that shit is hard. Being a business owner is hard. It's just like having a baby. That don't talk. <laughs> it's literally like having a baby that don't talk. So, like I said, the most important part of this whole conversation is be there for people. Stop judging. Lead with love. Everything else, everything else will fall in place as as God sees fit, not as you see fit. As God sees it, lead with love. Um, let's get to some of these questions. Um, for. Before we go into all things Blizzak. Um, here we go. Hey, Fees. What is your favorite... What is your all-time favorite restaurant? What is something that you could eat? What, are, what is a restaurant you could go to all the time and get something different and be pleased? Ooh. That's all-time? All-time. My favorite... Okay, this is going to be so weird. My favorite restaurant is the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I enjoy the Buffalo Blast. I enjoy the Georgia Peach. I enjoy Vanilla Bean Cheesecake, Birthday Cake Cheesecake, Red Velvet Cheesecake. Uh, the Cheesecake Factory is just like all time. Ultimately, one of the favorite, one of my favorite places to go, just because like I've never had a bad experience there. The food is typically always good. The ambiance is pretty good. I can go without the dimly lit room in the middle of the day. <laughs> I go about the dimly lit room in the middle of the day, but Cheesecake Factory, yeah. I'm into it. And the one downtown, I think that's Walnut Street. I've been there a few times. The service is always great. So shout out to the Cheesecake Factory downtown. I appreciate you guys. Um, next question. Next question says, What? I think I've answered this question before, stuff. Um, it says, What is the hardest thing about running a business? The unknown. The unknown is the hardest thing about running a business. Because it's like, the unknown is one of those things like, damn, I don't know if I'm doing this right. If this is how it's supposed to go. Am I supposed to file taxes this way? Am I supposed to do it this way? Am I supposed to use this EIN number? Am I, like, the unknown of running a, is like one of the hardest things of running a business. It's just one of those things where it's just kind of like, bitch, I don't know. This is my first time doing this. <laughs> like, think. I don't know this is my first time. Doing, I don't know if I'm supposed to do it this way. Like, I don't know. So, you know, it may be different for other business owners, but for me, shit I can't control is one of the hardest parts of running a business. 
Like, I don't know how to fix a leak. I don't know how to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. That That is one of the most hardest things in the world for me. Um, that's that. All right. Next question says, would you ever consider dating a woman? Could you see yourself long-term with a woman? For what? Like, as a long-term hairstylist? Absolutely. As a a good, a long-time friend? Absolutely. But anything other than that, I'm going to sit her out. I, 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 yeah. I'm just going to sit her out. I love women. I think women are beautiful. I think women are so strong. Just like that. You know, just the what women can do that men can't do, I think is so fucking dope. I think women are like all that. However, do I think that women are all there enough for me to like lay down with one and be a husband to one? Um, no, I, you know, I, it's, it's a no. It's a hard no, too. It's a hard no. So thank you. But yeah, no, not doing it. Absolutely not doing it at home. All right, next question is, I noticed your foot game be on a beam. <laughs> okay. I noticed your foot game be on a beam. Where do you buy your sneakers from? <sighs> if I told you where I bought my sneakers from, then you would have the drop on my plug, which means that I would no longer be able to get the sneakers as quickly and as cost efficiently as I do. So, I'll just say this. I do have a plug um, who works at a sneaker store in New York. So, typically, when you see me with Jordan ones, like the newer ones that just came out, it came from a friend who owns a sneaker store. Um, So, and I won't really disclose the sneaker store because, again, I'm not shining a light on that (laughs) for selfish reasons. Um, But... I will definitely say that I have a plug and he makes sure that, you know, a bitch is kept. So, shout out to him. He knows who he is. He actually listens to the podcast. Once we start recording live, I'm going to make sure that all these people that I talk about at some point get on the podcast. Um, Last question. Last question. I saw the podcast with you and Trey Real. And I believe you said that you've never been with a woman before. How do you know you get, you're gay if you've never been with a woman? Ooh. How you know you straight if you've never been with a man? Exactly. So who told you that... Somebody has to make that make sense. Like, you've never been in a gay relationship before. So how you know you're straight? Or you never been with a woman before. How you know you don't like girls? You just fucking know, right? So shut the, that's how I know, girl, boy, whoever you are, y'all. So yes, I do not. I've never been with a woman before sexually. I've never kissed a woman. I've never been intimate with a woman. I've hugged girls before. I mean, I've seen, again, I, I do hear, I've done fashion shows and weddings i've seen i've seen plenty of women naked um but in a sexual manner no i've never really been with i've never been with a woman not never really i've never been with a woman um i've never really had a desire to be with a woman i i've just always liked 
that same sex. I always like the same sex. That's why when people be like, oh, you weren't born that way. And I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> good, for, good the fuck for me. I wasn't born that way. Good for me. Why the fuck do you care if I was born that way or not? Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, no, ma'am, I have never been with a woman. I know that I'm gay because I like gay men. I like gay sex. I like men. I like boys. I like men. I like the masculinity of a man. I like the essence of a man. I don't know. I'm just attracted to men. The same reason why women are attracted to men, I'm probably attracted to men for the same fucking reason. So, you know, do you have it? Thanks for your questions. You guys always make sure you soup us up with questions, which I am very, very thankful for, honestly. Um, So now let's just get to some business, some black owned businesses. I definitely want to give a special shout out to cold hearted hookah uh my friend ray he is amazing i'm not even sure how he got it started but i do know that he everywhere like every celebrity party he there all the hood events he there like cold hearted hookah is always in the building so make sure you guys follow him on instagram that's c-o-a-l cold hearted hookah on Instagram. I'll make sure I add him for you guys. And again, he's super, super dope. Like, literally, literally dope. Um, I enjoy his his company. He is also a bartender. So, he makes really, really good drinks. Excuse me. He makes really, really good drinks. And that, you know, I'm just into it. I also want to give a special, special, special shout out to K. Marie Luxury Spa. That is right next door to my salon. It's 2364 Germantown Avenue. They do braids. They do spa days for children. They, she does my nails. So a lot of you guys who don't feel comfortable going into the nail salon with a bunch of women. It's very intimate. And my girlfriend, she hooks it up. Like when I tell you she has a booking link on her website. She, you know, she caters to that this the, the luxury of spotness like and she's black owned you don't find a lot of black owned nail salons and she's good like i got my nails done like a couple weeks ago and I, like my little clear coat flawless like literally at work every time i touch something and somebody saw my hands they were like oh i want to get my nails done i need to get my nails done so shout out to k marie luxury spa make sure you guys hit her up let her know i sent you guys excuse me let her know i sent you guys and she will definitely take good care of you guys i'm looking for the last black owned business guys sorry i am a little bit unprepared per usual um i know who i want to give a shout out to i just want to make sure i get her instagram right um oh it's not coming to me guys it's not coming to me it's not coming to me it's not coming to me Oh, Flipper. But her name is Imani. She does makeup. Um, I'm trying to find her Instagram for you guys. She does makeup. She's worked a few photo shoots of mine. Found it. Um, she she worked she worked a few photo shoots of mine. She's done a few of my models. She is really good. Like when it comes down to makeup, she is the real deal. Holy feel and she has this essence about her where it's like you know 
she's very earthy. She's very Erica Badu, Jill Scott, incense, candles. <laughs> like, she relaxes you. Um, her Instagram is Mani, M-U-A, period, O2. So that's M-A-N-I-M-U-A dot O2. She also has a booking at her link. Um, she does all different textures, all different varieties. Um, you name it, she does it. Like, she is really, really good at that whole, that whole thing. And lastly, I want to give Shine a Light on Nigel's driving school, Black-owned driving school, and she has really good accessories. I haven't really heard anything negative about her as far as customer service or anything like that. I think she's very professional. I actually knew her. We all grew. I think I might want to I want to say I'm a little older than her. We all worked in the mall together years and years and years and years and years ago. Oh, um, so shout out to Nigel's Driving School. That's their Instagram. They are freaking amazing. So all you guys, all you parents out there who getting your kids on the road. Make sure you guys see her. She sets you up. She takes you on the same course that the DMV takes. She tells you everything you need. She gives you step-by-step, blow-by-blow details on how to pass this test and what to do on the road. So shout-out to her. Shout-out to all the Black-owned businesses. Um, I appreciate all... Shout-out to all the followers, listeners, viewers. I know you guys missed me last week. Like, I missed you guys. And thank you guys for always welcoming and being patient with you know, our filming and our recording, I promise it's up and it's fucking stuck, y'all. I promise. Just stick with me. I'm going to t- I'm trying to tell you guys, I I see good things happening. I see good things happening. I'm going to head on out. Remember, guys, if no one else loves you, I-F-W-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y-V-C-Boy loves you. And whenever it seems like life has gotten you down, Just listen to my podcast. I promise you I'll lift you the fuck up. Peace out, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bizak is Shibboy. F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. That's F-E-E-S-E-Y-B-O-Y. Follow me on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. That's the handle. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, repost, retag, blase, blase, retweet and retweet, all that good stuff. I miss you guys so much. I know you can hear the excitement in my voice. It's just so refreshing just to like be able to give you guys me yet again another week. I decided to take a couple weeks off from recording just because I'm not sure if you guys could tell like previous episodes, my voice was just like done. So, um, I decided to just basically take some, excuse me, take some time off, get my voice together, get our recording studio together, get the live feed together, And just make sure that things are right for you guys when you get me. Uh, My team has been working diligently to make sure that when we do decide to do the live feed and the YouTube channel, that you guys get the ambiance, you guys get the essence of me, and you guys get good sound, good editing, and, you know, most importantly, you guys get me 100%. So, that's what's been going on. And here we go. My weekend, guys, 4th of July, 
turn up. When I tell you, standing on couch, couches, filling up gang signs, tossing bottles back, smoking on a hookah was everything I did not do. <laughs> um, I literally worked every day this weekend. I had three weddings in one day, which was on, they all happened to fall literally on July, July 4th. Congratulations to all my beautiful brides out there who allowed me to be a part of their day. I know it was hectic, you know, dealing with me and my team, but we all got it done. And, you know, you guys gave my team such good reviews on being professional. So shout out to the Shirosity team. Shout out to Trelly. Shout out to Sequoia. Shout out to everybody who helped me this weekend with bridesmaids, uh, brides. Uh, this is the bridal parties in general. Like, my counterpart, Deanna, she um, she helped me down this weekend. When I tell you, Dean literally helped me down, like, no room to squeeze in, and she made sure that she devoted time to one of my clients that was in the wedding because I just could not, I didn't have the time. So shout out to Deanna for always having my back, you know, just for this event, not just for this event, but for every event that I've always you know, I'm always at, she makes sure that I'm straight. Like, you got this, you need this, you need that, you need me to do this, you want me to braid, you want me to do that. So I am so thankful for, you know, my counterpart, Deanna, who also does the braiding and natural locks and stuff at my salon. So make sure you guys follow her at DRJ on Instagram. Um, so that was that. We also, I went to a cookout. In my aunt's house, um, it was pretty d- chill. Like, we didn't really do much. We just sat in the bag, reminisced on back in the day when I was doing a butterfly and <laughs> the black parties. Tinga linga ling, school bell. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we just uh, literally was just talking about the things like that and so forth. So I think overall, overall my weekend was pretty pretty fair. It was pretty good. I mean, I would have loved to not work as much as I did as far as working both jobs. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Bitch gotta pay bills. Bills gotta get paid. So I get rich. This is what I got to do. Um, so that was my weekend. I also, excuse me. I also didn't understand why I guess because the 4th of July fell on Sunday that we were observing it on Monday. Like, a lot of places was closed on Monday because of 4th of July, which happened to be on Sunday. I wasn't really sure. Yeah, it was weird. To me, it was very, very weird how, like, a lot of the the malls were closed early uh, on Monday. Uh, Mel wasn't running. I'm just like, bro, it's fucking Monday. I got to get up and go to work. These motherfuckers got to get up and go to work. (laughs) So, that, you know, that really threw me off that really threw my week off because now I felt like here we are sitting on Tuesday and it feels like it's really Monday because we were off so it's just weird like I just went to kill and never throw a holiday on the weekend again give me a three-day weekend don't be just throwing that fourth of July on Sunday you could get that shit I could do without that um and now let's get straight into all things here uh, all things queer baby pride month has come Pride Month has gone. Um, I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, I think all of the 
local businesses in Philly who have put up pride flags, have donated to places like the William Way Center and things like that. And a lot of the guys that came together to try to restart the LGBTQ plus coalition. For those of you who don't know what that is, um, it's just an organization that typically hosts pride parades and things like that. And for whatever reason, they decided to no longer go forward with that coalition. And a couple of the pioneers in the industry, in the, this lifestyle are coming together to try to reboot it and just get a fresher look on things. Because that coalition been doing pride parades for years. So I think it's, it would be great to see a lot, of, lot more minorities on it. And I heard that there was like a couple of people who weren't even gay. Um, that were a part of it. So it's dope to really see a lot of the legends coming together to make a change in the community. So shout out to you guys and shout out to all the people that came out the closet right at the peak of, you know, right at the end of Pride. Like soon as Pride hit June 30th, people just was like, up oh, where the closet do it? I got to get up out of here. Let me get on out. Like Queen Latifah. I mean, we all knew, we all kind of knew she were gay, was gay, but she's never publicly spoke on it. But to see her at the BET Awards speak on, you know, her wife and just having a baby, I was just like, do this shit, do it. Like, Queen Latifah is up there next to, like, Michelle Obama in my book. This is just my book. These are just my opinions. These are just my thoughts. So... Queen Latifah, I think, like I said, she's up there with the Michelle Obamas in the world. Like, she's very well-spoken. She's one of the first female artists, rap artists, to ever do crossover. One of the first female artists to ever be on daytime television. And to be a rapper at that? Like, come on. You, you can't buy that kind of talent. You can't buy that kind of success. You can't buy that kind of success. So, shout-out to Queen Latifah for coming out the closet. Lil Nas X. Sis... I, I get it, but the envelope has been pushed. We scale back a little bit, sis. I just, I don't know. Now I feel like with little, this little Nas as kiss, kissing another, kissing a man on national television, it's like, I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, I don't. But what I did find a little bit concerning is like the level of tact that you're doing it in may, may be it kind of makes the gays look crazy. Like, one minute, you in heels, swinging on a pole, with a wig on. Literally, two weeks later, you're on national television, kissing men. It's like, bro, come on. Do me a favor. Like, if you're going to be gay, be unapologetically gay. But do have a little bit of class with it. Like, don't be so messy kind of with it. Um, it, it, it just... I don't know, and it's like, I hear people say so many negative things about it, I was just like, well, if you didn't like that, I know there's no way you could have liked Madonna kissing Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera on national television. So, like, I know you cannot be okay with the lesbianism that happens on TV. Is, is, is it an issue because he's black and doing it? Is it an issue because he's... I, like, is two men doing it? And I, it just sucks because I read a post somewhere that says, I was like, black people only really support gays when they're doing their hair or making their dresses. And it was just like, yeah, 
it sucks, but there's some truth to it. Like in our in our African African American community, you're you're told to if you are be gay, if you're gay, you're taught kind of sort of. It's like the army. Don't ask, don't fucking tell. Like, or we shunning you, like we kicking you out. So that's why I'm just kind of like, I when I read that quote, I was like, okay, I can see why they do this because again and other cultures whether it be white or whatever I mean I'm not white or Mexican so I can't really speak to the truth of it I guess you could say however in other cultures it is celebrated in a a much different light I will say that from me being a black person with white or with Caucasian friends who I could have just kept it at white I ain't had to go back I ain't had to switch it to Caucasians I don't know I just like the word Caucasians Caucasian Caucasian. Um, but my Caucasian gay friends or my white gay friends, whatever, um, they I they just I don't know their hearing their stories of their upbringings. I think sometimes in the culture the the white culture is is accepted a little bit more. Because I guess they're I guess their kids are taught to be more free spirited, I guess. If you could if I guess if you will. Um so yeah, that I don't know. I just I saw that. Then I saw like the post that Diddy had put up and was like, um, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something along the lines of like supporting Little Nas X, the movement that he, I guess you could say, is trying to start. I guess you will say. Um, he just was. It was damn. I wish I could find the quote. Um, the post, but. Like I said, I commend Diddy for publicly, whether it was a publicity stunt or whether it was, you know, just something to do. You did it publicly. You have twice as many followers as Nas X, Lil Nas X, and you're well, you're much more respected than Nas X. So for you to support what he did and how he did it, you know, big ups to Diddy. Um, I also wanted to big ups to. Um, the young woman who is the first time in pageant's history the title of Miss Nevada USA has been won by a transgender woman. And she is now going to to go compete in the Miss USA pageant. I think that is fucking amazing. Mind you, she's fucking gorgeous. I didn't even know she was transgender as I was looking at the, as I was looking, so it was sent to me, and I was looking at it, and I was like, okay, you know, this is what it is. She's a cute girl. She went to Miss America. So, you know, Steph is like, well, did you read it? I said, what is there to read? It says that she's won Miss Nevada, and now she's going to US, Miss USA. She's like, read it. Stop looking at pictures. And I'm like, well, I'm a child, so I'm going to look at the pictures first. <laughs> and she's like, I read it, and I was just, wow. It's fucking, like, her storyline is just amazing. Like, and then she, I think, I want to say she's Filipino. Or is it Philippian? Filipinian. P- fi- I want to say she's Filipino. I think that's the proper term. Um, so just to see her do that, so shout out, to, shout out to her with that. Uh, all things here, baby, little Kim, honey, the upside down glue on bang attached to the hood of that fucking sweat jacket. You did me. And I didn't want to be dancers. Like you, Lil' Kim, baby, 
Kimberlyn. No, no, no. Kimberlyn. Sis, it's a lot of things. I'm always rocking and rolling. If you rock and I'm rolling, but baby, that bang, you let them send you out here looking like a cockatoo. That, I, I just, ooh. It was like a cutout bang. And then if y'all notice, her frontal from the red carpet lay melted, you transparent on point. She had the same exact frontal pull back, and they just literally clipped that bang to that hood. If you notice the way the hood was tied up at the chin area, you could tell that the bang was holding off a dear life. I wish it would have fell. I'd have been more impressed with the bang had it just fell out during a performance. <laughs> um, Queen Latifah, baby, the, the the traditional hairstyle that Queen Latifah wears, that little pump with the 30-inch ponytail, and the color, her color always looks so rich. And the fact that she has hair all the way down her back and she still wears this ponytail, I'm like, girl, just go ahead and be free. Be free. And hair tip of the week, baby, for all y'all girls out here putting this Beijing on y'all hair to get your leave out jet black and all that funny business. Y'all going to the hair salon and they putting their topic spray on it. And y'all going right outside in that 90 degree weather and that heat index of 108 degrees. Do y'all know what that heat is doing to their color? It's still cooking the color. It's still literally cooking the color on your hair. So then when you shampoo it out, yes, shampoo, not wash because people wash clothes. They don't wash hair. When you're shampooing it out, and you see that brown brassy look, it's because your hair was still cooking with the color in it. You can, and another thing, for y'all getting this red cherry fire engine hair, the shortcuts and all that, I'm into it, but you cannot get red hair and hop in the chlorine pool. You can't do it. It's almost like uh, mixing two chemicals together. You can't, it's, you, just get your hair color and sit on the ledge of the pool. Don't go jumping in no damn water. <laughs> because like, if you jump in the water and all your hair fall out, you have nobody to blame but yourself because you heard it here first. So, oh, excuse me. So, I that you know that's one of my hair tips that I want to stress on, and the braids, these knotless braids. Knotless braids tend to be a lot heavier than regular individuals, so you have to be careful with the knotless braids when you pull them to the side, pulling them back, pulling them up, because you're popping your hair strands, and you're gonna have a lot of breakage. You're gonna have, you know, those they're white. Though, if you ever see when you comb your hair out, your braids out, and you see like that white bulb at the end of the hair shaft, that's your hair is gone. Wherever that just came from ain't growing back. That's the little piece that holds on, that's the little piece of glue that holds the hair and the scalp and keeps continuous growth. Um, so, you know, with that, you guys got to be careful. And remember, when you shampoo your hair, shampoo with warm water, condition with cold water. You know, that's just a bare basic essentials of shampooing. Um, so, that was all things here and all things queer. And I hope you guys enjoyed that, that because I really enjoyed this segment, this go round. Um, oh, all things black. Matter of fact, let's not jump into all things black. Let's let's hold out on all things black. I kind of want to talk about today. I want to talk about you know, I don't know. It's like eighteen different topics on this page, y'all. <laughs> There's like 18 different topics on this page. Today, I kind of do want to talk about supporting people mentally. 
like allowing people to grieve the way they want to grieve, allowing people to be upset the way they want to be upset, allowing people to be happy the way they want to be happy. Like, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in, oh, well, if you're dealing with, you know, the loss of a, a loved one, or if you're dealing with the loss of your home, a fire, or whatever the case may be, why are you out partying? Why are you out hanging out? Why are you out, you know, doing X, Y, and Z? That ain't none of your damn business why I'm doing it. I cope with things the way I cope with things the way I want to cope with things because that's what's easier for me. Like, if you're not in my shoes, don't talk about how I'm doing something. Like, I, this all came, this, this, I picked this topic because it came from one of my friends. He, um, Excuse me. One of my friends, he is going through a really, really, really bad breakup. Like when I say really bad breakup, him and his boyfriend has been together for 20 years. He has literally, you know, they, they swapped. So he helped his boyfriend get to school. His boyfriend helped him get to school. Now they're both. One is an x-ray tech and one is an RN. I'm not sure what the guarantees of the agreement was. However... The RN, I, I want to I say he makes more money than the experts. I don't know. One of them makes more money than the other. So one of them just became like an RN for a private practice. Like he started his own private practice. I don't even know how that's even possible. But he started his own private practice. Once he started his own private practice, he just got above the relationship. Which sometimes people grow apart. So they publicly got into an altercation down in down in Atlanta, um, drinks were thrown, tires were slashed, and it just got really ugly. Especially for somebody that had been together for ten for ten plus years, I just don't I, like. I'm just sad that it got bad the way it did. Even like I always say, I never want to have a falling out with somebody that I've been with either sexually, physically, or whatever. Like I could not imagine, like you know. Break! I can, I just cannot imagine going to fighting like butter, physically fighting butter in the street, or physically fighting shy in the street. Like I just cannot imagine after the time that we've been friends, no matter what goes on, uh, it getting that bad. Um, but it got bad for them. They broke. They decided to split. So I knew all this had happened. And again, I did talk to my friend first before I decided to have the story. You know, I decided to air this episode. I. You know, he called, he's like, listen, I'm coming up to Philly. I just need to get away, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Comes up to Philly, tells me what happened. He's like, you know, it's just a lot going on. It was infidelity. He didn't say on whose part, but he was just like, it was infidelity going on. There was some, you know, un- some mistrust going on, some untruth happening. It just basically was a lot going on. And he was like, you know, I decided that I have to choose me first. He's like, I listened to your, you know, your, epi- your episode where you, he listened to basically my episode and he, I guess he was trying to hint at the way of me telling him that, bitch, you need to leave. And that is definitely not what I was, <laughs> it's not what I was telling him. Um, I, I think I, if I had to guess, I want to, it was the boundaries episode. It was the boundaries episode. He was like, you know, I laid down the law, like, hey, this and this is what I'm willing to tolerate, and this is what I'm not willing to tolerate. And I, he's like, I had to be okay with choosing me first and walking away. I said, absolutely. Sometimes leaving is the hardest thing in the world to do. 
But staying can be the most frustrating in the world. Frustrating thing in the world to do. Like if you stay with somebody who you are sick of seeing, you're spending more days being miserable than being happy. When you leave, you're going to miss that person. But guess what? You'll get over it. Yeah, you get over it eventually. But if you stay and every day you have to look at this person the way they breathe, discuss you, the way they blink their eyes, discuss you, you're going to be fucking nuts. Like, you're going to definitely be nuts. Um, so back to the story. He was like, you know, I, had, I listened to your episode and I realized I had to choose me. He was like, so I'm deciding to walk away from my relationship. Said, okay, are you sure that you want to do this? He's like, you know, I've been thinking about it. He's like, this has been like over a year of just bullshit that we've both been dealing with each other and you know he's like he just kept saying I want to be happy and if that means I have to be happy by myself then he's like I don't know how to be happy by myself what that shit bothered me I'm like listen love you love up on you love against you love with you love you don't not be don't not know how to be happy with yourself every now and again and people think i'm weird for this every now and again and when i say every now and again at least once a month i may get a hotel room by myself just to myself just to be with myself whether i just sleep go swimming or what i just need to be by myself just to be in that zone like even if I don't go to a hotel I take myself to dinner where I'll go take a walk get a water ice with myself like you know you have to be comfortable with you first before you can be comfortable with anybody else like if you're not if you're not 100% pure to yourself it's so so hard to be you know happy with every, with anyone else so he was like you know i just don't know how to be he's like so i'm nervous about leaving because of that he's like i've been wanting to go but you know this is all i know i was like well guess what you know someone else i mean all i know is driving my you know my bmw but i want a range rover i've been driving a bmw for 10 years now i, I want to upgrade to a range rover I, bmw is all i know but guess what a bitch will drive i will figure out how to drive this range rover you know what i mean you know that's like saying, oh, I've been broke all my life. And this is all I, all I know is being broke. That's the fuck on you. You didn't you didn't try to know anything else. So he, he basically was like, you know, I decided to leave, whatever. So here we are, fast for a couple months later. He got a file for divorce in the state of Georgia. He decided that he started moving things out slowly, which I told him was kind of was like, that was kind of messed up. Because yeah, y'all decided to divorce, but there was no communication with who's leaving, why they're leaving, who's staying, where we're going, how we're splitting this up. So you shouldn't have moved out slowly. Should have just told them you're leaving and you're out in 30 days. Like my bitch was moving like clothes out by the day. Like packing up bags by the day. And this they both work nonstop, so they both work at a hospital. So they don't I guess they don't pay attention to little minor things like that, but whatever um so he was moving out slowly and once they got divorced you know a lot of people it was like oh you can't be heartbroken over this divorce because you i think he went to i want to say he might have went to bahamas or hawaii one of those places he went for a week and my bitch instagram was lit was lit okay Liddy, Liddy, Liddy. Like a bitch was laying on the beach feeding the dolphins, feeding dragonfish, um, swimming on fish, swimming on dolphins, uh, zip lining, kayaking. He was living his best life. I guess things that he couldn't do in a relationship, I'm assuming, because 
he went fourth out of wherever he was in. So people were commenting. He deactivated his Instagram. And it just was a mess because he couldn't even, like, enjoy being, I guess, newly single or whatever. And he went with a, a group of friends. And it wasn't like he... I don't think he was hooking up with anybody. But he went with a group of friends. And people would just be like, Regnum and one of our friends in our group message was like, well, damn, bitch, are you really... Were you really looking for a way out? Like... Because you out here living your life. And I'm like, well, first of all, bitch, that's your friend. How about you check on her first? Um, and it made me look at my friend sideways because it was like, bitch, damn, that's all you see is, like, that was just weird. So I haven't even talked to their friend. Oh, God, and the friend's probably going to hear this podcast. <laughs> bitch, but I haven't talked to their friend. But I jumped in and I was like, you know, you can't tell somebody how to handle their divorce. You can't tell, we don't know what was going on in their relationship. Just like, you know, one of my cousins has lost two of her children in a fire, a house fire. I couldn't imagine what she goes through. And I would never say, oh, well, you're out. So you're out. So let me, you know, I'll guess you over it. No, I can't really say that because how you deal with grief is how you deal with grief. How you deal with a loss is how you deal with a loss. Who am I to tell you how to be there? Like when I lost my grandma, a lot of people were like, well, you back to work right away. Yeah, I want to keep myself busy. I don't want to be at home moping around, being depressed, being sad. I mean, you can't help, like, you can't help crying. You can't help feeling that emptiness or that absence, but you can help how you deal with it. They always say it's not what you go through, it's how you get through it. So, for, for me, I, I just, like I said, for me, I just don't understand how we can ever tell somebody how to grieve, how to handle a breakup, how to, like, when you be like, oh, girl, he cheated on you, fuck him, move on to the next one, blah, 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 no, bitch, no, it don't work that easy, it don't work that easy, I would be a fool to tell you that, so that's why I wanted to kind of touch on this topic, because, like, I have a lot of friends that's going through death. I have a lot of friends that's going through breakups. I have a lot of friends that's just going through life itself. And, you know, it's hard to see people not be comfortable with having a good time because they feel like society has put this, you know, this stigma on them that when you're going through something, you're supposed to look like it. You're never supposed to look like, I guess they say, you don't, she don't look like what she going through or she don't look like what she's been through or he doesn't look like what he's been through or something like that. You can't, you can't bottle that. Like, you can't bottle it because, one, if you don't have a good time and you sitting at home, you become depressed. And depression is a motherfucker. Like, I've suffered from, like, minor depression, never anything serious, but the people who I know who have been through, suffered through depression, I've watched them do things that I couldn't imagine doing to myself. I, like, even, like, people who cut their wrists. I, you know, I can never cut my wrist, but I understand now that I look into it or read into it, I understand how it happens, how it becomes a thing. So, you know, we just, I think we got to just be careful with the energy we put out there to our peers and our friends. Just support them. Like, just be there for them. Don't worry about the grammatics. Don't ask. Sometimes you don't have, sometimes it ain't even appropriate to ask questions. Like, if one of my friends called me today and we're all like, bitch, I need a couch to lay on. I'm not asking why. Because you're calling me because you really must need it. 
like my friends don't call me for things like this. So if somebody, even if it was like an associate, if they were like, oh, well, listen, you know, I just need a break from the kids. I'm not going to say you a bad mom because you need a day off from your children. If they bad as shit, I can't be mad at you. Then I can't say, oh, these kids is bad because the way you raised them. No, because my mom raised me well, really well. Like my parents raised me, but I was a fucking mess. I was terrible. I was getting suspended from school. I was fighting the school. I was sucking my teeth and rolling my eyes. And yeah, my mom checked me every time something happened, but I still wanted to do what I wanted to do. So you can't say that, oh, well, you're a bad parent because you want to break from these kids. No, you don't. Mm-mm. Nope. I ain't buying it. I was a bad kid who had a, a pretty fair upbringing. I didn't, and I ju- chose the opposite way. I went with the rude way, the obnoxious way. I went with the ghetto, you know, that ghetto mentality. I wanted to be the project of, you know, the product of my environment. I wanted to be like the hood niggas that I saw all run away. So that's why, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm always probably going to be one of the most supportive people you ever meet. Like if you say, let you need I need to just take a ride. Can you take a ride with me? Fuck it. Let's go. Because I'm just always concerned about people's mental capacity. I, like, my mental capacity I'm concerned with. Like, I had a nervous breakdown. And that's part of the reason why I took a week off of recording. Because I had a nervous breakdown. Um, a lot of you don't know. I work a full-time job outside of doing hair full-time. And having a product line. And, you know, being... Just I, I'm just, I have a lot on my plate right now. And it's okay because I'm hungry, so I can handle it. But I had a mental breakdown. Maybe I want to say a week ago, Steph. Like a week. Yeah, like a week ago. I literally was in the shop doing here. And, you know, I was on my last client. I had worked literally from 6 a.m. to, I think I got mad. I got off work at my day job at like 3. I did 6 to 3. Was at the salon by 4. And I did like 4 heads from then. And from then until nine, it was like nine thirty. I was on my last client, a good girl from my Rashida. She's a good girlfriend of mine. Um, and I'm curling her hair, so it's me and it's like the client who I got done before her. Um, my girlfriend, my girlfriend Chanel. So we're all in there, and I just start crying, like just start crying. My hands were shaking. I was sweating out of nowhere, y'all. Like literally out of nowhere. And I couldn't control it. But the most important part about what happened was my girlfriend, Rashida, she pulled her hair, she turned around, she knows I was crying. And my girlfriend, Chanel, I'm keep pausing y'all because I'm trying to keep getting my composure. My girlfriend, Chanel, she was like, bitch, sit down. Take your shoes off, get comfortable. Stop, like, she's like, whatever you want to do, take your shoes off, get comfortable. She not once said, what's wrong? She not said, once said, why are you crying? She said, take your shoes off, get comfortable, calm down. Rashida was like, you know, go in the bathroom, get yourself together. I went in the bathroom, pulled myself together like 10, 15 minutes later, y'all. It took me a while to just calm down. Just I was so consumed with my thoughts, like, how I'm going to do this? What I'm going to do there? What's next for me? Blase, 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 right? I come out, you know, the shop is clean. Like, it took 15 minutes. They swept the hair up off the floor, took the trash out, all this good stuff. And I'm like, y'all know I'm good. So Rashida, like, I got it. I'll finish my own hair. 
And I'm like, what? And keep in mind, Rashida's a hairstylist, so she could, she is more than capable of doing it, finishing her own hair. So she finished, she's like, I finished my own hair. Like, she's like, no, I don't like to see you like this. I just want you to be, get okay. You probably need some rest. So I got in my car, y'all. I was so overwhelmed with life and joy at the same time. They, we locked up the shop. I got in my car. I couldn't even drive. I could not drive y'all. I literally had to call an Uber. Just because I could not drive. I could not get my emotions in check. And literally nothing had happened bad, good, or indifferent. It just was like consumed with life. And just in that moment for them to just be there. Like just again, not say calm down. Not say what's wrong. Not say anything. But ask me if I'm okay. That meant the world to me. Even like right now, I want to just like run to them and give them hugs and kisses because they don't know how how much of a difference that made for me. And I realized I got to just like slow down. I, I Chanel had sent me this quote or this post. It says, all I can hear is guys saying, put me first and I'll put you in position. The realest shit I've ever heard. Yes, I am crying right now because... I'm one of them kind of people, I strive hard to be the best all the time. Not the best, like I don't always have to be first, but I always have to be the best. Like I try my hardest to make sure when they say, oh, your business is not going to succeed in the first year, bitch, fuck you, fuck that. My business is going to succeed. I always, and I am a, I don't know if that's considered as an overachiever. I don't even know what the proper term for it is. But I always have to be the best, my own best, not someone else's best, my own best. Like, and sometimes I put a lot of strain on myself when it comes down to my life and where I see it going, just because I know what my upbringing was like. Granted, my mom and my dad made sure we had and we were good, but we went without. I don't want my children to have to go without. I don't want to have to worry about my lights being turned on, turned off. Like, there were times when I can remember us lighting candles because we didn't have electricity. I just refuse to go back to that lifestyle. So I always have to make sure that I'm 10 times in front of things. So like, I think two weeks ago when I had that mental breakdown, it was just kind of like, well, damn, I got my own shop. I got a successful product. People are starting to notice it. You know, the podcast is doing really, really well. People are starting to notice that. At work, I'm not getting promoted again. I'm probably It's probably time for me to walk away from this job and, you know, fall into my career, you know, dive into my career. It was just a lot going on. And I didn't realize that I had to stop and be like, guy, right, listen, I don't know what's next. But I'm here for it. I am here for whatever comes, whatever you have planned for me next. It's out of my control. I know what I want. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you those thoughts, and whatever you feel fit for me to have, I'm willing to receive it. So it's like again, being there. Back to you know the basis of that conversation. Being there for people is so very, very, very important. It's just, you know, because you just never know what a person's going through. And I'm sure my girlfriends, everybody who see me, they think I'm always, you know, sarcastic and happy and all that fun stuff. It's like, no, bitch, I'll be going through it. Mentally, I'll be going through 
it. Running a business itself is very hard because your peers don't understand. You can't go out every night. You can't, like, I have a business to run. I can't party every day. I cannot, I'm a hairstylist. I can't ever say, yeah, I'm going to be done at, t- at 6. Because if my 4 o'clock is late and I don't get started until 4.30 and then the person at the house is late, it, it, it's just a rip as a domino effect. So I, being a hairstylist is very, very hard. Very hard, y'all. Like, when I tell you it's hard, that shit is hard. Being a business owner is hard. It's just like having a baby that don't talk. (laughs) It's literally like having a baby that don't talk. So, like I said, the most important part of this whole conversation is be there for people. Stop judging. Lead with love. Everything Everything else will fall in place as as God sees fit, not as you see fit, as God sees it. Lee would love. Um, let's get to some of these questions. Um, for before we go into all things Blizzard, um, here we go. Hey, fees, what is your favorite? What is your all time favorite restaurant? What is something that you could eat? What, are, what is a restaurant you could go to all the time? And get something different and be pleased. Ooh. That's all time. All time. My favorite. Okay, this is going to be so weird. My favorite restaurant is the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I enjoy the Buffalo Blast. I enjoy the Georgia Peach. I enjoy Vanilla Bean Cheesecake. Birthday Cake Cheesecake. Red Velvet Cheesecake. <laughs> Uh, the Cheesecake Factory is just like all time, ultimately one of the favorite, one of my favorite places to go. Just because like I've never had a bad experience there. The food is typically always good. The ambiance is pretty good. I can go without the dimly lit room in the middle of the day. <laughs> but, I go without the dimly lit room in the middle of the day, but Cheesecake Factory, yeah. I'm into it. And the one downtown, I think that's Walnut Street. I've been there a few times. The service is always great. So, shout out to the Cheesecake Factory downtown. I appreciate you guys. Um, next question. Next question says, what? I think I've answered this question before, Steph. Um, it says, what is the hardest thing about running a business? The unknown. The unknown is the hardest thing about running a business. Because it's like, the unknown is one of those things like, damn, I don't know if I'm doing this right. If this is how it's supposed to go, am I supposed to file taxes this way? Am I supposed to do it this way? Am I supposed to use this EIN number? Like, the unknown of running is like one of the hardest things of running a business. It's just one of those things where it's just kind of like, bitch, I don't know. This is my first time doing this. (laughs) Like, like, I don't know. This is my first time doing this. I don't know if I'm supposed to do it this way. Like, I don't know. So, you know, it may be different for other business owners, but for me, shit I can't control is one of the hardest parts of running a business. Like, I don't know how to fix a leak. I don't know how to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. That That is one of the most hardest things in the world for me. Um, that's that. All right. Next question says, would you ever consider dating a woman? Could you see yourself long-term with a woman? For what? Like, as a long-term hairstylist, absolutely. 
as a, lo- a good, a long-time friend, absolutely. But anything other than that, I'ma sit her out. I, 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 yeah. I'm just gonna sit her out. I, I love women. I think women are beautiful. I think women are so strong. Just like the, you know, just the what women can do that men can't do. I think is so fucking dope. I think women are like all that. However, do I think that women are all there enough for me to like lay down with one and be a husband to one? Um, no, I, you know, I, it's, it's a no. It's a hard no too. It's a hard no. So thank you, but yeah, no, not doing it. Absolutely not doing it at home. All right, next question is: I noticed your foot game be on a beam. <laughs> Okay. I noticed you're thinking being on a beam. Where do you buy your sneakers from? <sighs> if I told you where I bought my sneakers from, then you would have the drop on my plug, which means that I would no longer be able to get the sneakers as quickly and as cost efficiently as I do. So I'll just say this. I do have a plug um, who works at a sneaker store in New York. So typically when you see me with Jordan ones, like the newer ones that just came out, it came from a friend who owns a sneaker store. Um, so, and I won't really disclose the sneaker store because again, I'm not shining a light on that <laughs> for selfish reasons. Um, but I will definitely say that I have a plug and he makes sure that, you know, a bitch is kept. So... Shout out to him. He knows who he is. He actually listens to the podcast. Once we start recording live, I'm going to make sure that all these people that I talk about at some point get on the podcast. Um, last question. Last question. I saw the podcast with you and Trey Real, and I believe you said that you've never been with a woman before. How do you know you get, you're gay if you've never been with a woman? Ooh. How you know you straight if you never been with a man? Exactly. So who told you that somebody has to make that make sense? Like you've never been in a gay relationship before, so how you know you straight? Or you never been with a woman before? How you know you don't like girls? You just fucking know, right? So that's how I know, girl, boy, whoever you are, y'all. So yes, I do not. I've never been with a woman before sexually. I've never kissed a woman. I've never been intimate with a woman. I've hugged girls before. I mean, I've seen again. I I do hear. I've done fashion shows and weddings. I've seen I've seen plenty of women naked, uh, but in a sexual manner, no. I've never really been with. I've never been with a woman. Not never really. I've never been with a woman. Um, I've never really had a desire to be with a woman. I I've just always liked. The same sex. I've always liked the same sex. That's why when people be like, oh, you weren't born that way. And I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> good for, good the fuck for me. I wasn't born that way. Good for me. Why the fuck do you care if I was born that way or not? Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, no, ma'am, I have never been with a woman. I know that I'm gay because I like gay men. I like gay sex. I like men. I like boy. I like men. I like the masculinity of a man. I like the essence of a man. I don't know. I'm just attracted to men. The same reason why women are attracted to men, I'm probably attracted to men for the same fucking reason. So, you know, did you have it? 
Thanks for your questions. You guys always make sure you soup us up with questions, which I am very, very thankful for, honestly. Um, so now let's just get to some business, some black owned businesses. I definitely want to give a special shout out to Cold Hearted Hookah. Uh, my friend Ray, he is amazing. I'm not even sure how he got it started, but I do know that he everywhere, like every celebrity party, he there, all the hood events, he there. Like Cold Hearted Hookah is always in the building. So make sure you guys follow him on Instagram. That's C-O-A-L, Cold Hearted Hookah on Instagram. I'll make sure I add him for you guys. And again, he's super, super dope. Like literally, literally dope. Um, I enjoy his his company. He is also a bartender. So he makes really, really good drinks. Excuse me. He makes really, really good drinks. And that, you know, I'm just into it. I also want to give a special, special, special shout out to K. Marie Luxury Spa. That is right next door to my salon. It's 2364 Germantown Avenue. They do braids. They do spa days for children. They, she does my nails. So a lot of you guys who don't feel comfortable going into the nail salon with a bunch of women. It's very intimate. And my girlfriend, she hooks it up. Like when I tell you she has a booking link on her website. She, you know, she caters to that this the, the luxury of spotness like and she's black owned you don't find a lot of black owned nail salons and she's good like i got my nails done like a couple weeks ago and I, like my little clear coat flawless like literally at work every time i touch something and somebody saw my hands they were like oh i want to get my nails done i need to get my nails done so shout out to k marie luxury spa make sure you guys hit her up let her know i sent you guys excuse me, let her know I sent you guys and she will definitely take good care of you guys. I'm looking for the last black-owned business, guys. Sorry. I am a little bit unprepared per usual. Um, I know who I want to give a shout-out to. I just want to make sure I get her Instagram right. Um, oh, it's not coming to me, guys. It's not coming to me. It's not coming to me. It's not coming to me. Oh, Flipper. But her name is Imani. She does makeup. Um, I'm trying to find her Instagram for you guys. She does makeup. She's worked a few photo shoots of mine. Found it. Um, she she worked she worked a few photo shoots of mine. She's done a few of my models. She is really good. Like as when it comes down to makeup, she is the real deal. Holy and she has this essence about her where it's like, you know, she's very earthy. She's very Erica Badu, Jill Scott, incense, candles. <laughs> like, she relaxes you. Um, Her Instagram is Mani, M-U-A, period, O-2. So that's M-A-N-I-M-U-A dot O-2. She also has a booking at her link. Um, she does all different textures, all different varieties. Um, you name it, she does it. Like she is really, really good at that whole, that whole thing. And lastly, I want to give 
shine a light on Nigel's driving school, black-owned driving school, and she has really good success rates. I haven't really heard anything negative about her as far as customer service or anything like that. I think she's very professional. I actually knew her. We all grew. I think I might want to. I want to say I'm a little older than her. We all worked in the mall together years and years and years and years and years ago. Oh, so shout out to Nigel's Driving School. That's their Instagram. They are freaking amazing. So all you got, all you parents out there who getting your kids on the road, make sure you guys see her. She sets you up. She takes you on the same course that the DMV takes. She tells you everything you need. She gives you step-by-step, blow-by-blow details on how to pass this test and what to do on the road. So shout-out to her. Shout-out to all the Black-owned businesses. Um, I appreciate all... Shout-out to all the followers, listeners, viewers. I know you guys missed me last week. Like, I missed you guys. And thank you guys for always welcoming and being patient with, you know, our filming and our recording. I promise it's up and it's fucking stuck, y'all. I promise. Just stick with me. I'm going to. T- I'm trying to tell you guys. I I see good things happening. I see good things happening. I'm going to head on out. Remember, guys. If no one else loves you, I F W E S E Y B O Y V C Boy loves you. And whenever it seems like life has gotten you down, just listen to my podcast. I promise you, I'll lift you the fuck up. Peace out, y'all.